Welcome to the Alt Health Show brought to you by Control Skin, where we challenge health and gain our freedom back. Uh, on this podcast, we're going to chat about all things skin, not just the external, but the internal too. And I'm here with my wonderful co-host, the crustache queen, Eve <laughs> Swartz. Hello. Yes, on this podcast, we'll not just be talking about just the external, it's going to be the internal too, as Jordan said. All things to do with sleep, confidence, everything that you can imagine touching your skin, we're going to cover it at some point. <laughs> Perfect. And I hope you're not offended by me calling you the crustache queen. I just know you call it, you say you have a crustache. No, I mean, it's not, it's title. gone now, isn't it? And yes. No, it's still there. It's still there. Okay. I feel like the lighting, the lighting is like giving me all credit right now, but no, the crustache <laughs> is still very much there. She's going strong. <laughs> uh, I've had a mind, mine's been, um, that's the one sort of place on my face where I'm just like, this is going to take forever to heal. Oh, it's so weird. Like they are, both of they us are. is just like got a crusty stash. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that she's here to stay right until the end. I think like there's no getting rid of it. And like I get it here and I get it here, and they just don't want to go. They're just not. Yeah. Like I'm just gonna stick around for the ride. I'm like. <laughs> and I, I love that you've just decided to call it the crustache. Like I like yeah. I never thought of calling it a crustache. Um, <laughs> no, I can't I can't take credit. I saw a girl no? comment. No, she she called it a crustache and I was like I commented back and I was like, I hope you don't mind, but I'm using this forever now. I'm claiming it as mm. my own. So she's giving me credit, guys. I'm not just like I'm not gonna say that it was my idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean claim it, claim it. I think that could be trademarked, to be honest. I might, um, I might do that. I might do it like Kylie Jenner, like where she trademarks everything <laughs> she says. I'm just going to do that. <laughs> yeah. Well, so she trademarks things she says. Yeah, there was this one meme where it was like that sunshine meme where it was like, good morning, sunshine. And she like actually trademarked that, those words. You're so kidding. You use it. <laughs> good morning, sunshine. I was something like that. I can't remember what wow. it was. It was something similar. Bizarre. Bizarre. Yeah, random. Imagine if people just went around trademarking everything they said. There'd be nothing left to say. Like yeah. all, all those quotes, like "You're welcome" came from Nike, like they from Kobe Bryant at Nike, and oh my like gosh. imagine if yeah, it like there's like oh yeah, no, no one's allowed to say that. You got to pay me a million dollars every time you say it. <laughs> well, now we're probably gonna have Kylie calling us up now and being oh, like, no. "You said morning sunshine." We're going to get, like, copyright striked or something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, what have you been up to? You've returned home. um, And, yeah, how was that? So, as I'm sure, like, most people come from our TikToks on here. So, yeah, so I moved to London, like, a month ago. And then this was my first time returning back to my family house. And I was super nervous because I was obviously, Mm. the last time I was here, I was really sick still. Like I spent all my time in this room when I was going through TSW. And I I was quite nervous coming in and it was some kind of like weird trauma response that I need to get into with a therapist, I feel like, because like coming back into this room, all of the memories just hit me of when I was, you know, unable to leave my bed. Like this bed, we've been through a lot together, you know. <laughs> She's I can been imagine. Covered, covered I can in crust, imagine. covered in weep, <laughs> nasty. <laughs> um, See, so yeah, I came in. Yeah, our poor, poor sheets and like the mattress, <laughs> like, oh. That needs to be replaced. People going point, through TSW. Sure. Yeah, yeah. If you know, I, you people know. Through, going through TSW would have the grossest 
grossest beds in the world. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so gross. It's honestly, I thought about like, um, I don't know if you've ever watched Shit's Creek. It's like a TV show. It's a Canadian TV show. And no, but I've one, heard of it. There's this one episode where David wets the bed by accident and then his partner yeah. puts like a plastic sheet down underneath the bed. <laughs> and I was like, I think I need one of them for my weave. Like it was getting yeah. really gross. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, no, I came in, I came in and I was, it just felt so weird being back, like being so much better than I am now. And I was like, mm. now I have to function like a normal human being in my home when I'm so used to just like not being able to do anything. So it's 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 weird, but it kind of feel I feel quite proud that I'm able to come home and like be better. So in all in all, it's yeah. a good thing. <laughs> but no, yeah, I, feel I like, can imagine like oh yeah, God. like leaving the space and then coming coming back to to being. To, to where it all went down, basically. <laughs> like, where, like, coming back to that, it would, yeah, it'd be eye opening. It'd be kind of, um, yeah, I guess, kind of the emotions would come back, I imagine, like mm. that you've, that you were going through when you were in there. Um, so it would, yeah, it would be hard. Like, and it was like, I like, I feel like I'm not going to experience it, but I probably will. I know a lot of people who go through TSW um, have PTSD of some mm. sort. Um, so, I mean, I probably will have it if I start seeing one little bit of eczema once I'm finally mm. thrown on the other side, I'll be like, fuck, what's going on? <laughs> um, and, and start freaking out. <laughs> um, so, but I know it is, it's a super common, super common thing to go through, um, once you've been through it, cause it is a crazy wild experience. So that's, yeah, that's fair enough. For sure. For sure. Yeah. But I feel like we've got more important things to talk about here because, um, someone has had something down and I can see it on my screen and I feel like you need to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's more important, but um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a big turning point for me, actually. Um, so I've had a haircut uh, and this was something I've been really excited for and really dreaming of for a while because I lost, I, I lost the front of my hair, like... It was the opposite. So I don't know if anyone out there remembers um, Ronaldo in the 2002 World Cup. He shaved the back of his head, but he left the front. Um, mine was like the opposite. So like I, the first sort of like five centimeters just disappeared off the front of my head. And then the rest of it stayed. So I had this really weird like step on my hair um (laughs) and it was just like once that happened it was just all out of the window like all styling of hair was gone so i just you would have seen on my tiktoks and stuff there's just fucking hair everywhere like i looked like (laughs) i look like um albert einstein is what i could like explain it the closest to it was just whatever um so and usually like i have like i like to have my hair kind of styled so it was a bit different for me it was probably a good thing um but now uh yeah i got my hair cut down i um went to these legends at zeppelin barbers in the gold coast um near near where i live and um yeah they they were so good and we got in there and like i didn't know what what haircut i wanted to do um so i put a poll out on tiktok and stuff and the uh I was, I was either like the mullet or the dad cut and the mullet <laughs> won by an absolute mile oh, yeah. and then i got in there and i was chatting to the guy hadn't told him about the poll or anything like that and he's like oh 
I reckon your hair is perfect for a mullet. Like, let's let's do it. They're, they're, everyone's getting one going at the moment. Yeah. I reckon it'd be awesome. <laughs> and I was like, it's meant to be. I've got to, I've got to follow through with this. Um, so yeah, to celebrate my uh, my hair coming back, uh, my eyebrow coming back. I don't know if you can see that there, but my left eyebrow cool. is uh, is back in existence. <laughs> um it's it's a blonde one so it's still pretty much you can't see it but anyway um it's good enough for me and yeah so uh to celebrate it coming back i went went the mullet um i don't think i've ever had one in my life but uh yeah it's um it's kind of kind of fun i don't know if you can sort of see yeah see what's going on there a bit bit of fluff out the the back back. look at that part in the back yeah it's not like a not a huge one um yeah no it's great like we have uh we have in in Oz. I don't know if it's really much of a thing in the UK, but there's there's a few people really getting around the mullets lately. Oh. And there's a guy called um, Bailey it's Smith, and he's thing. got a mega one. Yeah, is it I in the UK? It. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I feel like everywhere at the minute it's it's, it's like contagious. Yeah. You, one person gets it, and then the mullet. It's like a a mullet sickness. Everyone. It's just going around. <laughs> it's an epidemic. It's a pandemic. Forget Some people COVID. are calling it mullet season. Um, like I don't know <laughs> I, if it's just like. Yes, it's a mullet season, baby. I'm seeing it everywhere. Honestly, like forget forget Corona. It's, it's the mullet now. Like that's Yeah, it. it's a mullet <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> No, I do. You know what? I am so jealous. I want, I want to get my hair cut into a mullet now. To be honest, but no, I was just thinking about that TikTok where your hair fell out and then you tried to stick it onto your eyebrows, and now you've got eyebrow yeah. and hair. <laughs> so go on. <laughs> yeah, that was um, that was fun. Um, yeah, it was just like it would just come out in clumps. It was just like it would just fall out, and then yeah. because my he- my head uh, my scalp went all like flaky, and obviously went through TSW as well. Well, is going mm. through it. Um, mm. it. It would just yeah, it like a big bit will flake off, and then there'd just be like thirty strands of hair oh. would just sort of like come out with it. Um, yeah, so it was pretty. Yeah. It was pretty sad, and there was just like through the house. There's just like clumps all over the floor. <laughs> and, you know, I could imagine Paris like walking behind you with the Hoover, hoovering up skin. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. You need it. Like it's crazy with the flakes. Like honestly, I reckon I could, um, I could vacuum every five minutes. Like the we've had someone because there's just so much flakes and Karis is working, trying to do so much stuff for me. We've brought in we've got asked a cleaner to come and she comes every two weeks and honestly she could come every day um it is so there are so many flakes and forget like i went on i went on holiday with like well like a little tiny staycation with my girlfriend Mm -hmm. we stayed for like two nights this was like in the height of tsw and uh which was brave going somewhere else but anyway they had darkwood floors in this like tiny caravan it was darkwood (laughs) floors and they had no hoover so when i left i was literally like oh my god like the whole floor was white i was like that's so (laughs) embarrassing (laughs) was it airbnb yeah, yeah. So I had yeah. to like message a woman and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I tried to use the suite, but I've gone for a skin condition. Like, <laughs> there's no safe in that. I do apologize. <laughs> no. And that's, um, yeah, dark floors would be brutal. Like, I'm so oh, yeah. lucky. you got light floors. You cannot see anything on these floors. Oh, thank God. And yeah, dark floors. Imagine like, oh, that'd be, it'd, it'd be mentally straining as well. Yeah, like I, I, know, I don't know if people have noticed, but I usually wear grey um, 
all the time. Like I, I mm-hmm. have, I have a uniform, which I think was one of the best <laughs> things I did. I had yeah. a gray, a gray top and then these like, um, just like, uh, beige pants and I had even had socks like I had like I bought five pairs of socks five pairs of the pants and five t-shirts because I didn't want to think about um, clothing while I was going yeah. through it was just one thing to get rid of mm-hmm. and also that you see the least amount of flakes on the colors that I that mm-hmm. I bought um, and it just made me mentally uh, a little bit happier because I always like hated like being out or like just seeing like flakes on my shoulders and that kind of stuff. So I was like, you know what? I'll get a bunch of gray tops and then I just, I won't really think about it, um, which made it heaps easier. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just thinking people with dark floors, like that would be so mentally, like for me anyway, it'd be so mentally hard to like, just be like, far out. Here we go again. There's all these <laughs> flakes here. And <laughs> Yeah. No, I definitely, I could not do it. I mean, I, even now, like wearing dark clothes, like I still flake now like even off my face and stuff and i like i'm like constantly like (laughs) (laughs) yes okay yeah i get real conscious about it i know we shouldn't but it's uh it's easy to do um for sure sure. but yeah with the hair i lost all my hair in september just quickly and i've noticed that it's all going back and i've got these like tufts at the top of my hair now and it's all tufting all around the back of the crown of my head and after one day it all sticks up like this and i just have this like (laughs) big frizz pile on the top of my head when is that gonna grow through because that's not cute (laughs) yeah yeah i mean it's um it'll eventually come out i'm sure but on that um i think you would have the perfect hair for a mullet like Oh, yeah. It's a little bit like curly, like it would be the perfect mullet hair. I'm I'm waiting. There's this girl that I, we follow each other on TikTok, and she's an incredible hairdresser, and she does a lot of like shag mullet yeah. type hairstyles. And she's gonna do my hair, and I'm gonna put myself in, and then I'm gonna be like living my mullet the best life. I can't wait. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Because <laughs> it is honestly like that'd be the dream mullet hair. I reckon. Yeah. Can't wait. I literally can't wait. But, right, we should probably get on with with the rest of the yes. podcast. <laughs> yes. Uh, sorry. Yeah, we are talking a lot of shit. So sorry about that. Standard. Um, <laughs> people are here for other things. <laughs> Not just us. What do you mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's easy to forget. Of course. Yeah. Always. Um, we do get a bit selfish through TSW. Like uh, we kind of expect the world to work around us sometimes. So. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we just need to, we need to get out of that. Mm. Um, but yes, we, everyone is here for um, uh, Dr. Livia uh, and her to talk about ch- uh, traditional Chinese medicine. Um, and who is, uh, her name's, full name's Dr. Olivia Friedman. She's my um, Chinese medicine uh, dermatologist. And we've also, at, towards the end of the episode, we've brought in uh, Christopher Ignace, also known as Topical Roid Rage on Instagram and TikTok. Um, and he has had a crazy, like really incredible transformation after yeah. he uh, started using um, traditional Chinese medicine uh, with Dr. Olivia Friedman as well. And uh, yes, it's been, yeah, just his transformation is incredible. It's been amazing for me. Um uh, but yeah, and I'm sort of, I'm getting better and better as time goes on, but it was wild. Like he was, I think 16 months through TSW yeah. and, and his skin was looking really rough, like early days of TSW. Um, and he, he'd like get out of the shower and his whole entire body would just like come out in these like bright red, like it was acidness. And then 
yeah, he um, started using uh, traditional Chinese medicine within two months. Um, he looked completely healed and he considers himself to be completely healed. It's just like the most wild transformation. Yeah, no, it's absolutely incredible to see. And I can't wait to hear more from Olivia and from Chris because it's going to be so interesting. Yeah. What are you excited about to sort of learn um, uh, about from them? Yeah, well, I mean, definitely with Olivia because I never went down the route of Chinese medicine. I'm so interested to yeah. see like what what the differences are between how Chinese traditional Chinese medicine works and how Western medicine works. And like the mm-hmm. fact that I know that like she spends a lot more time like going into all different kinds of side effects that you guys experience. It's much more tailored to, to you from what I understand anyway. So I'm so interested yeah. to hear like how that all works and, and you know, whether it's possibly a more viable option than going down the Western medicine route. I, I think it's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully a big thing in the TSW community, but we'll find out after this podcast, I'm sure. Yeah. And I think it is something that is um, growing um, in the TSW community. Like there is like a lot of people starting it and just chatting with Dr. Olivia uh, sort of off air, I guess. Um, She does talk about how like most of the work that she does now is all um, TSW, but she does do help people with all kinds of skin issues because she is a, she's a dermatologist um, essentially of, of the sort of Chinese medicine. Um, so yeah, it's, it's really awesome to hear from her. And just for me, just on that quickly, um, Dr. Olivia was the first, um, medical professional that I ever saw that understood what I was going through, um, with TSWs. Like my, my doctor that my local doctor that I've had here, she's been incredible. Um, but she has said herself, she's like, I'm not an expert. I'm just here supporting you through your journey and what you want to do. Um, and I've never had anyone up until Dr. Olivia actually understand TSW. Uh, mm-hmm. so finding her was even just a chat to as a medical professional was, was amazing. Um, and yeah, having that, um, that sort of knowledge base of, of understanding she's, she's, um, super, understanding of what we're going through. And that's something that we do talk about as well as like how she manages the mental sort of health side of what we go through because people going through TSW, we have all kinds of wild um, sort of wild thoughts and reactions and, mm. and needs. Like we, we all, like we're all trying to get through this thing and we're battling sort of addictions that we have to making our skin look perfect. And we have, yeah, we will, we'll do crazy wild things to pretty much do anything, but we're also scared of everything and mm-hmm. we're scared of trying new things. Um, and that's something that we talk about as well as we talk about um, steroids in uh, traditional Chinese medicine and how that was actually um, introduced uh, by some companies that kind of ruined it for everyone um, that's doing Chinese medicine. So we talk about how yeah, steroids aren't traditionally in Chinese medicine, uh, we talk about licorice as well. We break that down as to mm. as to whether that's actually a steroid or not, or if it's the same as the corticosteroids that we use in our um, topical steroids. So there's plenty of stuff that we get into that I think everyone is going to get a lot out of. And then um, to have Chris come on as well and, and chat about his experience is really, really awesome. Yeah. Um, I'll just give, uh, we've got a little bio here from Dr. Livery as well, just so you can sort of understand her, um, 
uh, background. Um, so she, Dr. Olivia, who's Sue Freeman, I've probably pronounced that wrong and I'm really sorry. Uh, sorry, Dr. Olivia. Um, <laughs> but I think it's Dr. Olivia Sue Friedman. Um, she earned a doctorate in acupuncture and Chinese medicine from Pacific College of Oriental Medicine, a diploma in traditional Chinese medicine dermatology from Avicenna, United Kingdom. Uh, and a MSOM, which I'm not too sure what that is. Um, you could probably look that up from the National University of Health Sciences. Um, she's also a board certified NCCAOM diplomat of Oriental Medicine. Um, and uh, Dr. Livery also serves as a chair of the board of directors of the American Society of Acupuncturists, advisory board of Learn Skin, uh, the faculty of the Chicago Integrative Eczema Support Group sponsored by the National Eczema Association and the NUHS Presidential Alumni Board uh, alumni advisory board and Dr. Olivia is, is of course the owner of um, Ame Amethyst Holistic Skin Solutions um, and she practices traditional Chinese medicine dermatology um, utilizing only herbal medicine so it might be the herbs that we that I'm that I drink every every day or through topical stuff and I'm sure there's other things as well um, but she is 100% online so if someone is she's based in Chicago but if um, yeah, like oh, I'm in Australia, I can see her. If you are in China, you can see her. If you're in France, you can see her. It's like anyone from anywhere in the world can see her. And that's, um, I think something that's really, really awesome is she's so accessible, uh, to many, many people around the world and she can get the herbs out to people, um, really quickly as well. So I haven't seen any issues with that. Um, Amazing. so yeah, let's, um, let's, uh, get into the podcast with Dr. Olivia and, um, I hope you all enjoy Welcome to the show, Dr. Olivia. I am so pleased to have you on. Well, thanks so much for having me on, Jordan, and I'm really, really pleased to be here. Um, as you know, TSW is very near and dear to my heart because there's so many people who have it and really don't have a lot of different options for it. So whatever I can do to help people out is, is certainly my, is my uh, quest in life, I guess. Yeah, that's amazing, and it's um, you honestly have helped so many people. Like I see it all over the internet, um, all these different people that have uh, had amazing results uh, from from your help, and um, I think it's yeah really incredible what you've done uh, for the community. Um, just to sort of start us off. Um, would you be able to just sort of give us a bit of a background on traditional Chinese medicine and um, this, how and the dermatology side of things and how you sort of help skin conditions? Yeah, sure. So um, one of the biggest difference between how we approach things um, in the dermatological sense with TCM versus Western medicine is typically with Western medicine we, we focus in on a mechanism that's gone wrong or awry. And we try to find a chemical that will help to make that alleviate or, or, or mask it. And so uh, as long as we're using those drugs, we typically can get better or at least feel better and we can manage things. But oftentimes what happens is we haven't really dealt with the reason why that happened in the first place. And so when we stop using those drugs, all those conditions come back. So the difference between Western and TCM is 
the TCM way, way of looking at things is we're really trying to figure out, well, why did this happen in the first place? And it's probably a cluster of different symptoms, not just the one. And it's usually because there's a lot of different things going on in the background that are playing into this. So TCM really looks at the constitution of the person. It really looks at you know, the various different ways it's actually expressing itself on the skin and also looking at other contributing factors that are playing a part in this. And then we look at all of those things, including the emotional psychological part, which you sort of mentioned at the beginning. And we look at the person as a whole person. Mm -hmm. um, and then based on that, we actually put together a customized herbal formula that will address all of these different things so that we're actually looking at why is it happening for this person versus just calling a disease a disease and, and having the same thing for everybody. So the biggest differences are how we approach the medicine and also how we actually um, approach the condition overall. So no one's ever treated the same. Everybody has a very customized treatment plan and it's really dependent upon how they're responding to it. Yeah, amazing. And it's um, would you be able to sort of give us like a bit of an example of, okay, I guess with me um, early on, I had this crazy dry skin and dampness. Would you be able to, and it was sort of dampness on my legs where it was just sort of, I had these flakes on top and underneath it was all just wet and I touch it and they just fall away. Would you sort of be able to give me an, give an example of how you look at that and be like, okay, I now have to try and fix this. Like, how do you go about doing something like that? Yeah. Um, so what's interesting is most people think like I'm either dry or I'm wet and if I'm wet I should dry it and if I'm dry I should moisturize and they kind mm -hmm. of think of things in terms of extremes. Uh, what we know in Chinese medicine is that everybody who has to or at least everybody who has a skin condition probably has a combination of these different things whether it's uh, a wetness or a dryness and we have to take into consideration like to what degree do we have both. So we're always looking at sort of the ratio. So is the ratio skewing more damp? Is it skewing more dry? And if it is, then we change our herbs based on that change. So unlike the way we sort of look at things in Western um, dermatology, where we say, well, you have eczema or you have TSW, so we will give you this drug and like everybody gets the same ones. We say, okay, so how much of this is really, really damp and how much of this is really, really dry? And then we kind of change the herbs. Now, the other part of it that gets more complicated is dryness and wetness can actually be caused by a lot of other things. It's mm -hmm. not just something that appears in your condition. So, for example, if uh, in Chinese medicine we talk a lot about heat and in TSW, as you know, lots of people are really, really hot all the time and they are radiating heat and they are always hotter than the other people in the room. And that heat can also oftentimes dry up a lot of the bodily fluids that are making you dry. On the same note, heat can also obstruct all the fluids that are in your body and not allow them to circulate in the way that they need to. And that's why you have certain areas that are actually damp and actually weeping. Um, so the same thing can actually cause two different conditions, right? <laughs> okay. Um, same thing with dampness. Um, you know, yeah. you can have a constitution that is more prone to dampness to begin with. And then when you have a condition like TSW, it amplifies. Um, we can also have a situation where because you have this dampness, it's now 
hindering the way things are circulating in your body and now it can cause dryness in certain areas so one can play a part in the other and that's why in chinese medicine we're always looking at okay to what degree is each one of these happening and why what is causing it for you so really understanding what the root cause is of each of these different situations is how we really treat in Chinese medicine. And as you just heard, it can be pretty complicated. So <laughs> yeah. untangling that ball of, of uh, yarn is, is a little bit more, um, takes a little bit more knowledge and experience to do. And I think there's oftentimes people who come to me and go, well, you know, it's damp, so just give me those herbs that are gonna dry me up. And I'm like, well, there's probably some other things I should know about you before I can determine which herbs are right for you. And this is the reason why when you come to me, I will ask you a hundred questions and Jordan can attest, it truly is a hundred questions. It really is, yeah. The, the initial form that you get, it takes it takes a fair while to get through, um, but I think that gives you an amazing background. And then when we have our um, sort of, I guess they're sort of monthly-ish um, catch-ups, it's always, you're always asking me different questions and sometimes I'm like, why are you asking me me these these questions? Like I, I, um, I, I don't really know where that where it's going coming from. Or but they, it's funny how something a certain question can lead to you understanding what's going on with me a lot more, um, because it is all about sort of. I guess it's it's hard for you to you can look at someone and you can look at their pic- pictures and look at their skin, but. You, that doesn't really tell you what's going on 100%. Like there's all these different things that are going on internally. Um, and especially with TSW, there are so many more side effects than just the um, just the skin. Um, so I feel like that can really tell you a lot about what's going on with the person as well, uh, which sure. is really interesting. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are not used to having so many questions asked, right? I mean, typically when mm. you go in to see a dermatologist or, or almost every doctor, you have about 10, 15 minutes, they kind of look at you, they do a few things and then they give you a prescription, right? And so when I'm asking you questions about, you know, your bowel movements and whether or not you're sweating at night and, you know, whether or not you're even sleeping or what time in the night are you actually waking up, things like that, people are always like, wait, what? (laughs) So, (laughs) but believe it or not, every single one of those questions is another clue for me to help me understand what it is that's actually causing your version of TSW. Yeah, and I guess that's true. We're not really used to having all those questions being asked. It's a bit more of a, it's definitely more of a holistic view. So it's, um, I think it's it's awesome to have that. And you can sort of feel that when you're having those conversations with you and you're asking all those questions, you're like, okay, I feel like, yeah, really, you're really getting an overall view of what is going on with me. Um, one sort of thing that does come up is a lot, and I've noticed it on my TikTok, is people are always very skeptical about Chinese medicine. How do you sort of, what's sort of your answer to that, um, to the sort of the skeptics out there on Chinese medicine? Yeah, well, I think everyone's always nervous about things they don't know very well, mm-hmm. right? I think that's fair for everything, not just medicine. And I think we've all been raised to be in this system of healthcare that, of course, you see a doctor, of course, they give you prescriptions, and of course, we do it this way. So to do anything different is is really you know, going in a such a different direction that most of the time people don't feel comfortable doing that. 
Um, I will say that Chinese medicine has been around longer than any other mm -hmm. medicine. And there's yeah. got to be a reason why it's sticking around, right? Um, mm -hmm. If it wasn't working or didn't really have any credibility, then it would not exist. So Chinese medicine, I think the last I looked, it was like around what, 4,000, 5,000 years ago that, you know, this system was codified and actually put in place. And, you know, they don't just use it for dermatology, they use it for everything. So yeah. I think that is testament alone that if something can last for that long, there's gotta be something to it. Um, as far as like skepticism, I think it's also undermined by, you know, there are some people who get treatments and it doesn't work out. And so they think, oh, well, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't work then, that, you know, that can't be a good medicine. And I think it's fair to say that in every single type of medicine, there is a percentage of people who just do not respond. And even mm. the best medicines in the world, whether they're, you know, antibiotics or things like that, like some people just can't take them or some people have really adverse reactions to them. So I think it's fair to say no matter what kind of medicine you have, you're always going to have a percentage of people who can't take it. That's one of the reasons why I do a trial with everybody before we move forward, just yeah. to make sure you're not that person. And I will also say that it really depends on the expertise and the knowledge of the practitioner you go to. I mean, Definitely. obviously, if you're going to somebody who hasn't been around for very long, doesn't really know a condition well, you're probably not going to get a great treatment um, because as we were talking about, it's a very customized one where you do ask a lot of questions. And if mm. your practitioner doesn't know what questions to ask or what actually is the meaning behind the answer to these questions, then they'll have a tougher time putting together a formula for you. So if you go to a practitioner who is a little bit less experienced in a particular condition, then yeah, you might not get as, as great of a treatment, right? And then, you know, what ends up happening is people just say, you know, blanket that nobody in this particular profession could be good because I didn't get a good treatment for this one person and therefore this whole profession's gotta be terrible. So I think, you know, it's fair to say that in every profession, there are those who are really good at what they do and there are yeah. some that really aren't, right? And I think we see that in our jobs every day, whether you're in computer science or sales or whatever, um, there's always people who are somewhat better at things and not as great, right? So Definitely. I think that's why, yeah. yeah. So I think that's why sometimes we get that situation. For sure, and I noticed that as well because um, while I was um, waiting for our first appointment, because um, I think it was a little bit of a, a, a wait over the Christmas break, um, I found a, a local um, Chinese medicine person and um, or Chinese medicine doctor and he said that he helped out with skin and different things, um, but he didn't understand TSW and that was, that was a huge difference. He might be able to help someone maybe with um, sort of moderate eczema and those kind of things, um, but with your knowledge, and he wasn't a, a Chinese medicine dermatologist, so that kind of, um, I guess that there's a difference between a Chinese medicine doctor and a Chinese medicine dermatologist, like black like we have in, or like not we have, but like in Western medicine, right. there's a dermatologist and then there's your GP. So right. he just, he the questions that he was asking just weren't as, um, I guess, weren't leading to general, genuine conclusions as to what was going on with me. Um, and I didn't really see any results. And then when I first caught up with you um, and we went through our sort of first run of herbs and I was seeing instant results, it was incredible. Um, so I think that's definitely a the expertise of the person that you see. They're, they've got to be specialists in 
what you're going through to get those results. And I think that's the same with any condition. You wanna see someone who just works on that every day. Like it's impossible for our GP to know everything about every skin condition and medication and all that kind of stuff. It's just exactly. something we can't expect from people. Um, so that yeah. 100%, that's absolutely true for sure. So it's the next question is, and we sort of touched on this um, a little bit, uh, but what a, a common question that you get um, is like, how successful is traditional Chinese medicine? So that's a great question and it really varies. I would mm -hmm. say that some people are a lot more responsive to others. Jordan has been incredibly responsive. So, I'm so lucky. I would yeah. So <laughs> I would caution people that, you know, not everybody is equal and some people will be slower responders. Jordan happens to be a quick responder. Um, and so I would say it depends on a lot of different things. So one thing is to what degree um, the severity of the condition is. Obviously somebody who's got a lot more um, things going on and a lot more systems that have been affected is probably going to take a little bit longer because the complexity of the condition has, has become a little bit more. Um, that's not always the case. Sometimes those people are, are quick responders too. Um, Sometimes I would say it has to do with how consistent people are with their herbal formulas. Yeah. Um, I always tell this story that um, I once saw a teenage boy who kept on telling me he was taking his herbs and only to find out three months later that his mother found three months of herbs in his closet. So you, know, <laughs> you definitely have to take them in order to see some progress. Um, you know, and the other thing is it depends on what else is going on in your life as well. I would say, you know, emotional, psychological issues can definitely play a role. Um, if you're uh, traveling a lot from different climates and things like that, that can also change what happens to your skin. Um, it can also, if you have food sensitivities and you happen to eat something along the way, I mean, that can kind of set you back. So I would say there's a lot of different things that can change the evolution of your skin getting better or worse. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of have to take all of those things into consideration. Um, it also depends on where in the cycle of TSW you are, right? I mean, I think some people who are in the beginning stages in really, really, um, you know, really rough times where they're bedridden and they're not getting out of bed at all because they're in so much pain and you know, have no energy and things like that will probably take a little bit longer than somebody who's kind of at the tail end and really just trying to get their skin texture to be, you know, back to normal again. So I would say there's no real linear equation that I can say to you, hey, if you start today, you know, by X date, you're going to be done. Or if yeah. you take X amount of packets, you know, you're going to be 50% there. So I would say um, the best way to figure out what your body can do is to try it for a few weeks or months and see how quickly it happens. And if it is quick, then you will probably see good results quickly. And if it's slow, it'll probably be slower. And if we don't see results, then, you know, we will have a conversation and we will say, you know, is this approach right for you? Because you might be one of those people that just doesn't respond to herbs. So it yeah. can be it can be all over the board. And yeah, I think yeah. all medicine is like that, right? Um, Definitely. I don't think it's just herbal medicine. I think, you know, for every single herb that I, every single uh, medication that I know out there for eczema, I mean, I've heard completely different results from different people. Some people get yep. side effects, some people don't, you know, some people clear up, some people don't. So I would say it really has to do with your body. Yeah. And I, I think that one of the things that um, 
is great about Chinese medicine is that there are no real side effects or are there any side effects that you can get from Chinese medicine and is there any sort of dependency that you can get that we commonly find in Western drugs such as um, the, the steroids and Dupixent and those, those kind of things that are out there? Yeah, I mean, to date, and we're talking for a thousand years, um, we have not <laughs> found any real addictions to herbs. We have not had any kind of side effects other than if somebody has maybe an allergy to a particular category of things, like maybe you have a ragweed um, allergy, then maybe, you know, for using flowers and things like that, that's not the best for you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say it's it's relatively safe I would say, you know, people still can get um, situations where they may have a reaction to an herb because for their particular body, it just doesn't quite work out. But I wouldn't say that, you know, every person who has this particular herb is going to have a problem. So that's the nice thing about a natural medicine is your body does metabolize it more naturally because it, it is something that happens in the natural world. Whereas you know, all of the um, pharmaceuticals are chemicals that are man-made and they're not things that occur naturally. So that's not to say they can't work, but it does say that, you know, it's not something that's easily assimilated by the body. That's yeah. usually why we have side effects too. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, Chinese medicine is always looking at the whole body. We're not just looking at one mechanism. And, we're, and I think the biggest key is that we're not trying to shut something down. We're trying to actually move the body to function normally and we're trying to coax it and we're trying to use um, the body's inner ability to heal itself. So, you know, that's a very natural process versus trying to stop something that's happening in your body or to, you know, push it to do something that it's not meant to do. Just to clarify, is that sort of the what Western medicine does? Because, I mean, I, I take medicines all the time and I don't really understand what they do. I just, the doctor tells me to take it and I'm like, yeah, okay, um, let's, I'll take it, that uh, it should work. So is that is that how uh, Western medicine works? Is it sort of shutting things down in order to try and stop them being so crazy, I guess? <laughs> yeah, so if you look at some of the research that's being done, let's take eczema as an example, since a lot of people started that way before TSW. Um, A lot of the uh, medications that are out there right now are really looking at a specific mechanism. And so they kind of identify that there's a particular interleukin that's related to itch. And if they can just shut down that interleukin, then you shouldn't have itch anymore, right? The problem is that itch is not that simple. It's not just one little thing that's causing Mm. that itch. And in Chinese medicine, we actually say there's 11 different types of itch. So we have to figure out which one you have, and then we have to figure out which herb actually uh, addresses that. So oftentimes that's why that thing would not, doesn't always work for everybody. It might work on some people. I would say, you know, another example would be like antibiotics, right? I mean, they're meant to kill everything. Yeah. They're not just, they're not just going after the one problem that you have in your body. You know, oftentimes with TSW, we have a staph infection, right? So you would think that the antibiotic that we're using is only going after the staph, but it's not, it's going after everything that's Mm -hmm. in the body that's bacterial, right? And, you know, that's also not the greatest way to deal with a body that's very that has a microbiome, right? We always have a commensal relationship with all of these different bacteria, viruses, 
um, you know, all these microorganisms that are living on our skin and to kill all of them is not the right way to go. To bring yeah. them back into balance is probably makes a lot more sense, right? If they're always on our body, then they live on our body at a certain ratio. And if we're killing off one, then that's automatically going to set another one, you know, to probably proliferate or probably be underabundant, which makes us have this whole deficiency again. So we're not really solving the problem. So I think there's a lot of different drugs that do a number of different things that get at part of the problem, but they don't get at the whole problem. And I think that's why there's some limitations in a lot of these medications. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Another question that sort of come through for you that's quite common is, can you do traditional Chinese medicine if you're pregnant? And are there any potential uh, issues with, uh, with doing that? Yeah, so with all the patients who have TSW and are pregnant, I prefer not to give them um, any traditional Chinese medicine at that point in time, only for the reason that as a mom, I don't know that you ever want to second guess any of your choices. And I don't want to be somebody who's part of that equation. So yeah. I just kind of step out and I say, you know, I'll be happy to see you when you are no longer pregnant. Um, and then we can kind of go from there. Um, there are a number of herbs that we use for TSW that are probably not the best herbs for people who are pregnant. Um, getting back to that idea of, you know, dampness and heat. Well, if we're going to use the analogy of the bun in the oven, guess what? We've got some heat and we've got some damp there. And if we're mm -hmm. trying to get rid of that, guess what? We might be getting rid of that fetus too. So yeah. probably not a good idea to do those kinds of things. Um, so I just stay away from it. Yeah, fair enough. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's definitely a safer route. Um, do you cater for, so we're talking a lot about um, topical steroid withdrawal, but do you cater for other skin conditions as well? And are you able to sort of help people with all kinds of issues? Yeah, so um, TCM Dermatology actually addresses all the different skin conditions there are. Um, it's actually very interesting because if you look at ancient texts, you will see that um, they identified a lot of different skin conditions, you know, as, as long as 4,000 years ago. Mm. And so you can see that these were all observed. And so they have different means of treating all of these different things. So yes, um, we treat everything um, that there is. Um, I would say, you know, there's some that are obviously easier to treat than others. Um, but yeah, I mean, I have seen a lot of different people with a lot of conditions. I would say that I probably see a lot more people with TSW nowadays. Um, and, I, you know, I would say the majority of my clinic is probably TSW now. Yeah. Okay, cool. And, and sort of what are those some of those um, skin conditions that are easier to sort of manage and help or treat than, than the other ones? Um, so again, I would say it depends on the person, but I would say something like an acne is probably a little bit easier than a TSW. Yeah. Um, it doesn't, it doesn't change as much. I would say TSW has a, has a really interesting life. I would say it's constantly <laughs> changing. It's very random how it changes. And I, yeah. I feel like if you gave it a personality, it's incredibly stubborn and it's, um, it has this will to live. And so, you know, I find that a lot of my patients will, you know, clear up certain areas that were their problem areas. And then all of a sudden it sneaks up in an area that they never had it before. So yeah. it's very persistent. 
Um, whereas acne isn't quite like that. You know, I think that it comes up in certain places and it might keep coming up, but it's, it's definitely not running all over the body, right? Mm. Yeah, for sure. Do I don't know if you remember like my sort of condition as it sort of moved along, but can you sort of give a bit of a perspective of how you've seen my condition um, progress as things have, have changed? Just to give an example of our ups and downs that we're going through all the time. Yeah, well, I remember um, when I got your first set of pictures that you had bandages all over your body mm -hmm. to soak up all the ooze, right? And um, a lot of the pictures were obstructed because these these bandages or these white gauze were like everywhere. They were in your ears, they were around your neck, they were around your arms and around your legs. And, you know, subsequent pictures, there was less and less of the scars because the oozing was definitely subsiding and more of those lesions were closing up. And, you know, I think you went through a period where you were flaking a lot and you were just leaving, you know, what everyone calls snow and dust everywhere. <laughs> yeah. um, you're vacuuming the house a mm -hmm. lot. Um, your bed sheets had a lot of stuff in them too. And, you know, as time went on, like you definitely had less and less of that as well, right? Um, I would say you've had a really nice progression. Um, mm -hmm. You haven't had a lot of setbacks along the way, but I do see a number of patients who we go forward five steps and then we go back one and then we go forward yeah. maybe four more steps and then we go back three, you know? So there is a lot more back and forth sometimes um, with TSW. And I will say this, um, you're not gonna stop having flares while you're getting treatment with TSW, I mean, TCM. But what should happen over time is that you see that the flares are happening less frequently, that they're less intense, that you're recovering faster, and you get to a point where they're just less and less frequent to the point where you just don't have them. So, I mean, you've been really lucky in that, you know, when you've had flares, they haven't been like tremendously large and taking over and, and setting you back completely. Like the last time I talked to you, I think you were out about biking again. And so, yeah. you know, that that is a super fast um, recovery. Um, so that's great because I know that you weren't. You were kind of at home a lot of the time. Mm. And then you got to a point you were like, no, I'm biking again. And I'm like, <laughs> that is fabulous. So I really love working with a lot of the TSW um, community because of that. I, I get to watch them get their life back and I get to watch them go from a place where they're not really sure if this is ever going to get better to a place where they get that sparkle in their eye again and they're living their life and they're happy. Um, so that's incredibly satisfying for me to see that happen. And it's a real yeah. honor to be able to be brought into someone's life and to be able to, um, you know, take that journey with them. It's a pretty incredible journey to go along and, and seeing seeing other people that I have started going through topical steroid withdrawal after me and seeing their journey uh, and what's happening and like I haven't helped them whatsoever I haven't done anything for them but just watching that um, and following their progression is amazing just from the outside to be a part of so being on the inside would be would be really incredible to to be able to watch someone progress and start smiling again um, I still struggle with smiling because my, my lips hurt, but it's coming back. It's yep. definitely coming back. Yep. Um, yep. Just sort of touching on, on um, sort of the mental health sort of side of things. Uh, how do you go about sort of managing um, the issues that we're having? Because we're in such a volatile state at the moment. Like one small thing can happen and we can be super depressed and, and suicidal even. Like I've heard many stories and I've had issues where I've had days where I'm just like, what's the point? Um, 
and yeah, how do you sort of manage that sort of side of things for that that we're going through? Yeah, well, first I want to address that, you know, it's really the relationship that I build with every single patient is is so intimate so fast because of the fact that oftentimes these emotions are so incredibly raw and mm-hmm. oftentimes um, people who are going through this are not finding a lot of other people to sort of open up to and share these feelings. So, I mean, it's 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 really humbling to be in a in a in a situation where you know people are letting me in and really sharing their deepest thoughts and like you said suicide is one of them and that's a mm. that's oftentimes something that people don't share with their own families right so um it's really important to me to really address that emotional psychological aspect of it because at the end of the day we are people and we feel things no matter what happens to us and when you have tsw and you're feeling all kinds of things that you never even knew you could right <laughs> and it's something that has to be addressed as part of the treatment plan because it's going to affect you know how your treatment is going to go it's going to affect how you feel about yourself every day and it's going to affect you know so many other things. So I think it's really important. And from a TCM perspective, we look at the whole person. You are all of these things. You are the physical being that you are. You are the social being that you are. You are the emotional, psychological being. You are the mental being and even the spiritual being. And if we don't take into account all those things, then we're not really looking at your whole body and your whole your whole being, your whole presence. So. Um, I spend a lot of time talking to patients about this because it's real. Yeah. It's, it's something that's very much a part of this condition. And to oftentimes, you know, people are really looking to kind of unload those really heavy emotions. And sometimes just talking about it is, is enough. And sometimes just having somebody who, I mean, today what happened was a, a new patient came to me and they were having trouble kind of expressing what was going on. And I said to them, are you feeling like you've got a lot of ooze? Are you feeling like it's kind of crusting? Does it feel plasticky? Does mm-hmm. it have a le- elephant skin? And, and she just kind of looked at me like, how do you know what I'm <laughs> feeling? How do you know? Like, that's exactly how I would explain it, but I never thought about, I never could find the words. And I'm like, well, this is kind of like what I hear a lot. So, you know, are these the things that are coming up? So I think it's nice to have a language that you know other people understand um and to have someone talk to you in those terms and i think that it's really important as part of the treatment plan to address all those feelings too and there are going to be ups and downs for sure i mean those flares really take you to a dark place sometimes because if you see some progress and you start to get excited then when that's taken out from under you, all of a sudden you're like, well, am I ever going to get better? And am I going to go back to the worst place that I've ever been? And, you know, the brain is a horrible thing in that respect because it only it only knows what it knows already, yeah. right? It cannot really think about a place in time in the future. So whenever bad things start to happen or anything, any semblance of symptoms that you had before, your brain automatically starts thinking about the worst place you've been. And so that's what PTSD is all about. And I would say easily TSW people um, have PTSD and it's it's it can be really deep. So I think it's an important part um, of talking about it, um, of addressing it. And, you know, I always wanna know 
where you stand because you know if you really are suicidal i want to make sure that you're also getting emotional support wherever you live as well mm -hmm. um you know i can't always be in every single state in every country um and i'm not you know an official psychiatrist or psychologist so you know if i hear that these things are coming up i want to make sure that those things are being taken care of too by other people yeah and you, you, i guess you all you do naturally fall into taking on that role a little bit for people um, so that would be, I can imagine that would be quite taxing sometimes watching people go through all these different emotions. They like sort of just on your end, sort of how do, you, how do you deal with that? Are you always trying to, as you say, just try and get people to find some help in their own um, from someone else um, and, and trying to help them that way? Well, I would say I get to do both because while I do take this journey with you um, and we, you know, talk about the dark places that you've been, I also get to be everybody's cheerleader too, which is a lot <laughs> of fun. Um, you know, when people come in and they tell me, you know, that they've seen a great, like today I had a patient, she was like, Dr. Olivia, I can't tell you how much I've changed since the last time I saw you. Like, I used to be all red and I can see that definitive line on my hand and now it's gone. And, you know, now I feel like getting out and doing things again. And I sit there and I'm like, yay, this is fantastic. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. And, you know, I think my patients appreciate that too, that I get so excited, you know? Yeah. And it really is exciting for me. I mean, I really, and you know, my patient's best cheerleader. And I will sit there and rah-rah for them because I just am so happy that like they are having this new milestone that they didn't think could happen. And so, you know, it makes my day. And I tell everybody that I'm like, you just totally made my day. Thank you so much for telling me about this. And they're like, what do you mean? You made my day. I'm like, no, you made my day. You know, we go back and forth. <laughs> I love that. And can you talk about as well, like the, one of the first things that you said to me was, um, my goal is for me to put you on these things and then for me to never see you again. And so like for me to get you to a position where you don't have to be on the herbs, don't have to be on the, if you're using the topicals, um, and for me to actually uh, never see anyone again. So I was, when you first said that, I was kind of sad, but it's, it's like, <laughs> that's the goal. Um, right. Like what, can you talk, sort of expand on that a little bit? Yeah, well, my job is really to help your body work the way it's meant to work and to really help to nudge its inner internal system to heal itself. And so all these herbs are meant to do that. They're not meant to, you know, work for you. They're there to work as scaffolding as your own body, you know, mm -hmm. is, is working towards functioning properly again. So my goal is always to get you to be 100% and to not have to see me anymore. I mean, that's the greatest thing that I can do for you is like, let you go and live your life without any help, right? So yeah, I, I, I love the patients that I meet. And I, like I said, I do end up knowing them better than some doctors do their own patients just because of the the journey that we take together, but I'm really happy on the day that I can just charge you and say, go live your life. And if you want to send me an email once in a while and tell me how great you're living your life, awesome. But I hope <laughs> I never have to see you again, right? And that that's that is it's uh it's part of the goal it is, but it is um yeah, it's, it is sort of it's sad to hear it, but it is amazing that that is part of the goal is to, is to get us to that stage. Um, you're not sort of 
keeping us going on anything like that. We don't need to. Um, we will eventually be able to be just living our lives with, uh, without taking herbs and, and those kind of things, which is incredible. Probably the one thing that I thought uh, found sort of quite surprising when we first um, had our first uh, appointment was that you didn't want to change my diet at all. You didn't want to sort of mess with that or change anything around. So it's sort of, I guess, um, unusual for uh, someone around sort of skin conditions to not want to change someone's diet. So why, why do you choose not to, to mess with that at all? Yeah, so there's a couple reasons. Um, the first reason is when we're going through the trial, I don't want to change anything because I want to make sure that if you're having any reactions, it's because of the herbs and we can identify it as the herbs rather than because we did something else, right? So yeah. the more things you change, the more complicated it is to look at the Petri dish and go, okay, what happened? Why did things <laughs> change, right? Yeah. Um, the second reason why I typically don't change people's diet, and for you, we did not. Um, there might be a few people here and there that I would, but for the most part, I would say that I haven't found them to be particularly helpful. Um, in terms of changing TSW. I would say that what typically happens, and this happens with eczema as well, is that your system becomes so overly sensitive that randomly you will find that you react to different foods and then you eat them one time and it seems like you reacted and then you eat them another time and you don't. So it's not really that you've had an issue with that particular food, it's just that your level of sensitivity has increased because of your skin condition and it all goes back to if you want to talk about chemicals then you know your IgE is basically off the charts and it just makes you hypersensitive to everything so, so what what is, I typically, what's the IgE just just to so uh, that's typically something that they measure um, in terms and it's usually something that's very high when you have allergies um, that number goes up when you have TSW when you have a chronic skin condition eczema in particular. Um, so what I typically find is that when that number is very high, and it will be, um, that's when people start going, I'm not sure, I eat this food sometimes and it's a problem, sometimes I don't eat, I, I do eat it and it's not a problem, so I'm not sure if it's a problem or not. So I would say it's, it's more that you're overly sensitive. Um, yeah. There are people every once in a while that do in fact have um, a specific sensitivity to a food and when they stop eating that then they don't have reactions and hey you know what those are the easiest patients to treat because all they have to do is stop eating that food and their skin condition goes away and guess what <laughs> they don't need me anymore right yeah. um, but I would say more so than not it's it doesn't usually play out and I oftentimes find that a lot of people try to take things out of their diet because it's an easy thing to do. There's a lot of different diets out there that basically say that you should do these things because it lowers inflammation and whatnot. I don't really find that people are terribly successful on them. Mm. Um, like I said, a small percentage of people because they have sensitivities to these foods, yes. But the majority of people I see don't seem to get that much better. And on top of that, they are suffering because they have nothing left to eat. I mean, there's so many categories of food that they're now, you know, eliminating from their diet that they have nothing to eat. And 
I mean, let's be honest. If you have TSW, you're already suffering enough. You don't need to suffer in other ways. And <laughs> food is one of the few things that we as a human being get to enjoy. Um, mm -hmm. a, a myriad of different tastes and, and, and different uh, textures, unlike other animals. And so why take that away if you've got all these other things that you have to worry about already? So unless you really see a huge difference when you stop eating these things, then I would say, you know what? I don't know if that's really the best way to go. Yeah, and I think that's something that's worth something to chat about as well is why do we our bodies react so much when we're and we're going through TSW before we even sort of stop using the steroids? Um, like our body, my body would react to I'd go to a um, my parents' house and they have a dog and I, my skin would just freak out. Or even I'd go to my mum's house who doesn't have a dog, but it's a different environment to where I live now and my skin would just freak out there as well. So why do our bodies at that stage go really crazy and then as we get through TSW and as we get off the steroids um, and as our body gets more used to being normal again, why does that sort of sensitivity stop? Yeah, so I would say this, your skin is really the barrier between the outside world and your inside body, right? And its job is to basically adapt to anything that's thrown at it, essentially. So whether it's a pathogen, whether it's just an ingredient, whether it's you know the change in temperature, whatnot, your skin is constantly adapting to every one of those changes. And it's deciding what should I let in? What should I keep from coming in? What should be seen as um, a threat and what is not. And so it's doing all of these things for your body without being asked all the time. Now, if you have compromised skin, it can't do that anymore. It doesn't mm. know the difference between what's a threat and what's not a threat. It doesn't know that, you know, if the sun comes out and it's warm, that it should actually change the thermoregulation in your body and therefore you won't react to having so much sun on you, all those different things. So. We have to keep in mind that our skin is our protection from the outside world. And when it's not working properly because we have a chronic skin condition, it's not going to react right to all of those different things. And that's yeah. why we have those kinds of reactions. Well, wow. yeah, because it's, um, it's quite a common thing. Like um, my co-host Eve, we were chatting about it yesterday and she was like, I'm not having all these wild, like crazy reactions to things. Like I went and had alcohol on the weekend and I was fine. And I went and stayed at my girlfriend's house and she has a cat. And usually I have all these issues when I come from there. And I was, I was pretty okay, which is um, incredible. Cause that's one of the hardest parts of having, going through topical steroid withdrawal and having this dependency in your skin being so compromised is those changes of environments. And it's incredible to come out the other side and not worry like our dogs come up to me and I, st I can pat them now and I'm not going to have a crazy reaction so it's um, it is really incredible um, one thing that comes up is people were trying to warn me when I was saying I'm having these amazing results from steroids uh, uh, sorry these not steroids I'm having these amazing <laughs> results from Chinese medicine and people were like be careful um, that she's not giving you uh, steroids or licorice and I was like uh, how dare you even say that? She's not going to do that. But anyway, uh, just to acknowledge that, um, what, like, are, are there any steroids in Chinese medicine, uh, licorice, etc.? Is there any use of, of those things at all? And 
um, yeah, how can they sort of affect the body, I guess? So um, one of the things that I wanted to do at the very beginning of uh, treating people with TSW is to prove that everything that I use does not have steroids in it because it was a very big concern. Mm. And so um, one of the people that I treated uh, happened to have some connections with a university. And so she took my formulas and or, or the formulas I had given her when I was treating her as well as the topicals and had them tested. And oh, yeah. every single one of them came back negative. And right. you know, it was really important to me to prove from an outside party that I don't actually use anything that has steroids in it. Um, I do think that there's a couple of people or a couple of companies out there that give Chinese medicine a bad name. And they did in fact put steroids into their ointments okay. or topicals or whatnot. And yeah. the, the unfortunate thing is that it's one or two companies that did this and they ruined it for everybody else who's actually doing it the right way. And, you know, I think that's probably true of everything that we see in America, right? There's always someone who's kind of ruining it for the other people. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, it gets a bad name. So I think that's kind of what happened. Um, as far as like licorice, I know there's a huge debate about that. And I actually wrote a paper about that on okay. for this wow. very reason. Yeah. And the whole reason why I wrote it was because there's this erroneous idea that licorice root has steroid-like properties that are the same as the steroids that were on these topical steroids. And what a lot of people don't understand is that there are, steroids are a part of your human body. There's many different types and you could not survive without them. There okay. happens to be one, which is corticosteroids, right? Which is what um, topical steroids is made of. And that one is the one that you know people tend to get addicted to and then have TSW from. But licorice is actually a mineral corticoid. I can't even say the word right now. It's late. <laughs> and it's a very different steroid. So, I mean, people hear the word steroid and they immediately get, you know, you know, crazy because they think that all steroids are the same and that's not the yeah. case. So if you actually read my paper, it actually um, compares what a mineral corticoid does. And mm -hmm. it actually does the opposite of what a corticoid steroid does or a glucose glucose steroid does. And so as a result, um, you know, it, it doesn't have the same function at all. Um, it does, okay. doesn't even do the same things at all. So I think it's really important to understand things on a slightly deeper level, understanding mm -hmm. that, you know, just because it's called a steroid does not mean it's the same kind of steroids that's going to cause topical steroid withdrawal. Um, there are hundreds of different things that we use in our lives that allow us to be who we are. And, you know, that one particular uh, ingredient is the one to stay away from, but not all the others. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's really interesting. I'll, um, can you get that paper like online? Are we, are people able to read that? I'll yeah, leave a link to I that actually in have it on notes. my website and I'll be happy okay. to give you the link. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, it was actually published. Um, and so, it is, you know, all the different supporting evidence from all the other um, journals that I got the information from are all, you know, cited on it. So, I mean, you can look at everything to make sure that I did a good job and making sure that I got the good information. I did not make it up. So it's all fully supported by other sources. Beautiful. That's perfect. Um, yeah, that would be really great for people to be able to understand um, because it is it is an issue that like is commonly talked about and uh, yeah it's hard for people to understand if 
um, if it is sort of affecting their body or can get they can get dependent on it and those kind of things as well. Um, I think that's pretty much everything that I had to ask. Um, so thank you so much for coming on and uh, chatting with me and taking the time after work. So I'm get, I know it's getting late there now um, to, to chat to me. So I really, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, you've been amazing to chat to and so amazing for the TSW community. So on behalf of everyone, I just want to say thank you. Um, and uh, I really yeah hope that some people can get some some uh, insight and some great sort of knowledge out of out of this episode as well. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on. And like I said, you know, I I really love working with the TSW community for so many different reasons, especially because there's not a lot of other uh, resources out there. And if I can help in any way, um, I'm happy to do that. So thanks again for having me on. It's been a pleasure talking with you and. Jordan, I want to get you to 100%, so we got a little bit more work to do, but I think you're getting there very, very quickly. Definitely. I uh, don't think I'm too far away. It's, uh, I've seen amazing changes in the last couple of weeks, so it's, um, I think we're, we're getting close. So thank you, and, um, and uh, yeah, I'll chat to you soon. Okay, sounds good. That was so amazing to listen to. I mean, I think I'm in love with Dr. Olivia. She is just incredible, honestly. <laughs> every single part, I'm like hanging on to every word she would say. She's so intelligent. It's it's crazy. But yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. excited to hear to hear from Chris now. Yeah, yeah, me too. Um, it was great to like, even though uh, Dr. Olivia has been my um, doctor, my dermatologist for for four months now, I think, or maybe even a little bit longer. Um, it was great to sort of go in depth in a lot of those topics with her as well. Uh, and then, yeah, now to back it up with Chris, because uh, she's been amazing for me, but I would love to hear from someone else because I haven't had a chance to chat to any other of her patients. So um, really great to hear from and Chris and how he's gone through the process as well. So we'll get into um, the uh, chat with Chris and then at the end we will um, talk about it at the end and we'll uh, go through Eve's um, takeaway points, I guess. I'm here with Chris, also known as Topical Roid Rage on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, welcome to the show, Chris. It's so good to have you here. Thank you, Jordan. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Pleasure, mate. And uh, you are looking fantastic, mate. Uh, like, I am so jealous. I'm pretty sure the rest of the TSW community is jealous. We're all looking at you and being like, that's where we're going to be one day. You all will be. I mean, I'm, and I'm rooting for all of you guys. I'm, I'm watching every single one of you that I can. Yeah, and I, I appreciate the support. Um, yeah, you've, you've just sort of, just before we got on here, you just said you've been following my journey and I, uh, I do appreciate the support as well. Um, it does uh, help knowing that there's someone out there who's gotten through it supporting me. So that's, uh, I appreciate it. And um, so after 18 months of going through TSW, um, Chris was able to say like he was fully recovered on his TikTok. And what was sort of most amazing though was that the 16 month period, a lot of his skin looked like it was at the start of the topical steroid drawal period. And he just had this sort of crazy turnaround. Um, and for those of you who are listening, uh, he looks amazing at the moment. So as I've already said, so uh, you can hear the jealousy in my voice. Um, but I just wanted to start with your uh, social media name, uh, Topical Roid Rage. I think it's brilliant. And I just wanted, wanted to hear the story behind it. Thanks. Uh, thanks for bringing that one up. Um, well, so I, I love puns and I like play on, plays on word, uh, plays on words, I should say. Um, and, and so using 
roid rage that typically goes through people who use anabolic steroids, um, I came up with the idea of just adding topical to it since I was so mad about the condition that I was going through with uh, TSW that I just, I was like, I'm angry and I need to raise awareness. So even in my bio everywhere, I write uh, raging awareness about topical <laughs> steroid withdrawal. <laughs> it works perfect. Because we really are like going through a uh, like an angry process when we're going through it. Um, so I think it's I think it is uh, it is perfect in many ways. You're angry at the the doctor system for for accidentally you putting you in this position position, and then you're angry that there's not enough awareness out there, and then your body is just angry as it is. Yep. Um, so I think that's awesome. Yep. And then there's just one more thing I wanted to add that uh, from a psychological standpoint that. Um, Holding in anger actually is how depression forms. So let yourself be angry. If you're going through TSW, let that anger out. Don't withhold mm. it. Don't hold it in because that's how depression forms. Yeah, and I think that's incredible um, to to think about because I, I yeah I absolutely have no idea that that that's what sort of anger would lead to. Um, and it is so easy to end up in a depressive state when you're going through a skin condition or any sort of chronic issue like like TSW or whatever. Um, it is important to, to sort of try and stay out of that um, depressed state because uh, that just makes it so much harder than it already is. Um, and uh, I just wanted to sort of hear about your sort of journey from um, going to like getting into sort of a stage of TSW. Um, like did you start like the same way that a lot of people have through uh, eczema or has it sort of come through a different route? Well, with me, it was kind of... Um so my wife and I were in Poland. Both of our families uh, are from Poland, uh, or yeah. lots of families still in Poland. And suddenly, I had um, nasal congestion, and um, and I was uh, basically sneezing a lot. And yeah. what I ended up doing was taking an over-the-counter antihistamine called Allegra, which is uh, the the actual medicine name is phenofexidine, I believe. And so what ended up happening was after two months. I started getting splotches on my arms and they were really itchy. And um, so my wife and I decided to go to an immunologist after that to find out what, what was going on. And she looked at me and she said, oh, that's, that's, uh, th those are hives. Um, and basically she gave me to topical steroids to apply on them. And as they started to spread, because the topical steroids would just make them go away for like a day or two. Um, yeah. And they'd pop back up and they would spread some more because I was continuing to use the over-the-counter uh, antihistamine and she told me to continue using it. And yeah. um, so she, as it spread, she goes, keep using it, keep using it. And, uh, and that was the topical steroid that she gave me was a one-pound tub of triamcinolone, which is a mid-grade strength topical steroid. And what ended up happening was I, I, as it spread, those hives spread, I started using it all over my body. Uh, except for my face, so from neck down to my feet. And eventually, after 10 months, um, I got sick of it. And one day in the shower, uh, it just popped up into my head, maybe I'm allergic to the antihistamine. So I stopped the antihistamine, hives go away, and <laughs> and I was like, why do I need the topical steroids? They were I was using them for the hives. Mm. So I stopped those, and then body went absolutely haywire, just completely red, oozing, itching down to the bone, stinging, burning. It was, I mean, you know, yeah. you know, you know what, 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 what goes on. So at that point, I, my wife and I were like, what is going on? Mm. 
Yeah, I can I can imagine it's uh, that when you when that first starts happening, it's you, you tend to freak out a little bit. You're like, what is happening to my body? Because um, you just you don't hear of TSW, you don't hear of that kind of issue, and especially to come through it in a route where. So, did you have any eczema or anything like that as a kid? Like, did you have any sort of skin conditions? No, I had allergies, but never any skin conditions. No. no. Yeah, and that's that's amazing that it's all been sort of induced by medication like that's that's incredible to hear because there's a lot of I think sort of around TSW uh, most people sort of think it comes from a skin condition but it's it's really interesting to hear that it can come without even having something a previous history of it um, which is just yeah really wild um, the so can you just sort of tell us about sort of how long it's really taken you to heal and sort of the different journeys you've had over that sort of 18 month period um, and uh, what ended up helping you heal as well? So uh, initially what happened was when we found out about TSW, um, I went through my first flare-up and it took about three weeks and it was a lot, yeah. it, it was really painful, but it wasn't, it wasn't too bad compared to what happened next. So uh, I went through my first flare-up and then we went to Poland to, uh, for, for a short vacation. Um, and while in Poland, I also had brought with me some um, uh, oral steroids, so in case right. in, in case anything happened, because I, I thought I was done. And this and that took yeah. three weeks. I thought I was done. I'm healed. All right, let's get moving on with my life. Then um, in Poland, we're out camping, and um, so I started to flare up again, and I wasn't aware of flare ups yet, and uh, it just got really bad. And at that point, I took the oral steroids because we were out camping. And yeah. um, when I got back in those oral steroids, I used the last the last oral steroid, um, my face just, in my earlier videos you'll see, but I was just like peeling all or flaking off all this skin all over. And we had to extend our trip by a week. I was bedridden, just laying there in so much pain. And so basically from that point on, I kind of felt like I knew what flare-ups were, but I kind of felt like I've had this really, really long journey. Um, yeah. And, and so since that happened, it's just been this really long journey with flare-ups in between. And basically that, that took a total, I'd say 18 months, but around month 16 is when I saw, um, I actually revisited and saw one of your videos about traditional Chinese medicine and how they were helping you. And I had heard about your specific doctor, who's now my doctor. And yeah. um, and basically, I was like, well, let me revisit her. Maybe there's something to it. Because I had been to so many doctors, and one of them was homeopathic. And he, mm. he told me to t continue taking topical steroids as he was giving me acupuncture. So okay. <laughs> I was kind of right. like, this is a joke. Uh, and, yeah. and that's why I was kind of like, man, you know what? This is, gonna, this is my last shot at something. So I tried because I saw that you were having such, such good results. And, and ever since then, after month 16 to month 18, I just, everything just healed up like magic. It's, it's been incredible. It's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I can't believe that. And so you put that all, all down to the uh, herbs with Dr. Olivia. Well, I think I, think I was probably towards uh, the, the latter part of my journey. Um, yeah. Or towards the end of my journey. And so I think that helped a lot too. But I, I for 100%, I'd say after the fifth day of taking the herbs and drinking them, I take them every 12 hours. 
Um, I've actually got the vacuum pack here. This is what I drink every oh, yeah. tw 12 hours. And um, after five days, all of my inflammation gone. All of my itchiness gone. Um, oozing still existed on my feet, and, and I have documentation of that on, on um, social media. Like, there were some trouble spots, but overall, it was like, man, night and day, all of a sudden, all these symptoms just gone. So I do give, I would say, I'd say 75% was the herbs and 25% was me being at the end of my, towards the end of my journey. Wow, yeah, it's, um, it's pretty amazing. And I, I do have to say, I've had sort of similar things where she, you'd, you'd tell Dr. Olivia like what you're going through and she'd be like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll put something together for that. And when you first get it, you're like, okay, we'll see how this really goes. And it just, and actually like clears up like a dampness on my legs. And she, within a couple of days, the dampness was gone after taking the herbs. Uh, just incredible, absolutely incredible. Um, did you have any sort of fears that you, when you were sort of going into Chinese medicine, like any sort of skepticism or fears about like trying it? Um, no, I was, it was more about, it was more about wasting time and money. Um, yeah. You know, we, we try so many things going through this, this condition that um, you're just, you just, you don't want another letdown. And so that was my main concern. However, I did read a few articles where some doctors um, will get their herbs and um, they will not check if they are free of, of heavy metals. So I have read, okay. I've ha I have read about that and she actually, from what I see here, they, they're sourced or checked by a third party if they do. Um, if those herbs have that and then I've Google mapped the, the the location I've looked up the place It doesn't seem shady or anything in New yeah. York City where, where the herbs come from um, so I did a little bit of research there, but that was my main concern was just Not to be used and tossed around like all these other doctors have done Yeah, yeah, and, and what did you find sort of different I guess about uh, dr. Olivia? Oh my God. I mean, I can't say enough good things about her. She's just, from the moment I started talking to her, it was like talking, it was, every other doctor was max 10 minutes out the door, out. You have severe eczema, yeah. get out. <laughs> Looked at you, I know what you got, get out. No, no asking me what my diet is, no asking me how I sleep, none of this stuff. Dr. Friedman talked about how I'm breathing, how much I'm sweating, uh, what I'm eating, how how often I'm sleeping, how much sleep do I get? Um, then, then the pictures were so, that we, had to, we have to send uh, 24 mm. hours prior are so detailed from top to bottom, your tongue, th which I don't understand, obviously that has something to do with, <laughs> yeah. with traditional Chinese medicine, but your tongue, um, the sides of your face, your hands, your palms, your, the bottom of your feet, your legs, everything, um, your whole torso, it's just so detailed and the fact that she, took the time to sit there and talk to me about all this stuff for like 45 minutes. I had, ne I had never been seen by a doctor for that long. All of them were like, get out, get out. You know, <laughs> you know, here's these drugs, take them, get out. And that's it. Yeah. I, uh, I found the exact same thing. Uh, she was truly the first person I ever, ever, the first medical professional I ever went to, um, that properly, wanted to understand what was going on and probably did understand what was going on. She's um, like now specializing a lot in TSW. That's what she says she works with mostly, but does a, she does the same uh, process with all different skin conditions as well. So I think um, 
yeah, it's just incredible to have that person and just that support as well. Um, like my my GP, my um, sort of doctor that I got was, I was seeing here as well. She's been incredible um, and she's been really supportive, which is what I've, I've needed that person here in person to see. Um, but she just had, it's impossible for her to know the knowledge of TSW like Dr. Olivia does because she properly does specialize in, in skin and um, Chinese medicine dermatology. So yeah, I same, same thing. It's uh, incredible, just incredible to have that, that person uh, to help guide you through. Um, just um, one thing I wanted to, to chat about was you have put up this video and it's, it's just sent pain through my body when I, when I watched it. Um, it was after you'd had a shower and you, your just entire body came out like bright red. Could you, could you tell us about that a bit? Yeah, so uh, that was after, so I'd say about, no, actually that was from the very beginning of uh, my TSW journey. My body just could not handle water. Mm. It just couldn't handle it. And so it was like acid. Um, every drop of water, even just washing hands. It, my, my hand washing was like this underneath the faucet, like quick oh, wow. in and out. Because otherwise, and if I kept the water on my hands, it would start turning red and burning. So I really felt like I needed to show people that this is what a lot of TSW people go through. My showers were, mm. the only way I got through showers was I found out a method that if you count down in your head, uh, you can actually last through pain longer if you know when the pain is gonna end. So that, okay. that was my method was uh, I, for 120 seconds, I'll last and that way I'll get, I'll get my two minutes down and, and basically, just ran in, got, got you know, uh, wet, wet everywhere I needed to, lather up where I needed to, and just jumped out as quick as I could. But no matter what, if even if I was in there for 10 seconds and I would have done that, I would be just as red and I would just be in so much pain. And then on top of that is the drying period after the, the uh, shower is where every, I felt like um, uh, on Fantastic Four, that orange rock guy, I forgot his name. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, that I felt like my skin was like that, where I'm just this rock and, and everything is just crackling and, and, and turning dry. And that, <laughs> that was painful. And, for, and, and that would last for a day until my oil started coming back a little bit and it wouldn't be as painful. But then it would just be repeat because I would take a shower every two to three days. Um, just to mm. kind of stop uh, from having any kind of bacteria on me or whatever and, and, and wash up my body, basically. Yeah. Um, I, I, <laughs> the orange rock guy is how I describe myself as well. I don't know his name, but it's, yeah, that's exa he's exactly what I feel like. And I felt I look like I look like just with the cracks in your skin. It's, it's, um, it's uh, yeah, it's funny. So did you have any sort of like, um, I guess, fears around getting into the shower when you had to? Like, were you sort of scared about getting in there and trying to avoid it? Yeah, I mean, eventually what ended up happening is, I mean, my, my wife could tell you, I would procrastinate so long when I knew I needed to take a shower. I would do everything <laughs> but take a shower. And then finally, <laughs> when I would be in front of the shower, I would just like stare and sometimes sometimes I'd turn on the water and just stare at it uh, naked alone in the shower staring at the water and then finally I'd just be like I just need to do it just start counting down and I would count down jump in and get out and um, yeah even after all of this healing has done has finished up I, I still have a little bit of that left where I kind of have this fight-or-flight syndrome 
but it's not as bad. And every time I go into the shower, it's a little bit less now that I get out and I'm like, oh, I'm fine. Everything's fine. It's back to normal. So yeah. I'm reconditioning the brain that water is not bad. Yeah, so you got a little bit of PTSD sort of, I guess, coming coming from that. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, um, yeah, it is, it's a, it's a similar thing for me. I don't have pain when I get into the shower. I'm so, so lucky. Um, like the last time I went through TSW, five, six years ago, I did have pain in water. Um, but this time around, I'm, I've got super lucky. But that drying period after is so painful as well. Um, so I can, I can sort of feel your pain, I guess, um, in that drying period. And I, I'm scared about getting in the shower. It's honestly like, I'm like, um, I'm standing there and I'm like, oh no, I have to shower now. And I know it's going to be painful after, but I got to do it. Um, so I do, do go days on end without showering, um, as well. Did you like before the, the Chinese medicine, did you, you mentioned homeopathy. Was there anything else that you tried as well? Um, I had, by the time that happened, uh, the homeopathic doctor that I went to, I d didn't know about TSW yet. Um, okay. I was still in the process of trying to figure out what was going on, obviously, because I actually was still applying the topical steroids. And he's like, oh, yeah, I keep applying the topical steroids. I'm like, but this <laughs> rash keeps coming back and spreading. And he's like prickling, putting in the, you know, the needles for the acupuncture. He's like, oh, yeah, I keep using the topical steroids. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so um Beyond that, no, I really, I didn't. I, um, I just tried different diets. I just tried eating yeah. healthy. I tried um, eating whole foods, um, tried various diets. So basically uh, vegetarian. And then I went to uh, eat right for your blood type. I don't know if you've heard of that. And okay. then uh, yeah. did carnivore diet for a month, but I had really bad constipation from that because I was also doing... Um, NMT at the time, so I was not drinking enough water, plus oh, doing yeah. carnivore diet. And then I had other digestive issues from that, and uh, to heal that, I had to do Eat Right for Blood Type. That healed that up, but yeah. Um, and then finally, I did do celery juice for three months. I drank 32 ounces of celery juice every single morning. My, my wife got up and, and washed and juiced celeries and celery stalks, and I drank that for three months. And, uh, and I do feel like that helped a ton. I feel, it kind of felt like okay. my skin got more supple from that. Um, not everywhere, but in certain places like my arms and legs, it got more supple. And then it, I started having um, really, really uh, I should just say, I just had diarrhea. And at that point, I knew I was done drinking the celery because it would just pass through my body. Uh, but before yeah. that, for three months, uh, everything was solid. So I, you know, I continued drinking it. Yeah, okay, that's... You've been through, your body's been through so many ups and downs in so many different ways um, to get through that. And it's sort of, I guess, um, now with, uh, with Dr. Olivia, has she, is she sort of helping you with that, that kind of stuff, like getting your body to sort of more of a state of normal? Uh, so honestly, after I healed up, um, I've, I started, I kind of binged on a bunch of stuff because I had been eating so healthy for so long. And I, yeah. um, like, not to say that it's good what I did, but I, I mean, I probably ate Taco Bell, Wendy's, uh, pizza, mm -hmm. uh, a couple pizzas right afterwards, and my bowels have been fine. Everything's been fine. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So other than that, like, she just basically asked me to let her know after my first batch of teas that I got whether I whether or not I was just passing them through the body because she didn't want that. She wanted me to be solid, yeah. like with all, all other foods. 
And once I gave her the thumbs up, then everything was good after that. And um, yeah, even alcohol, I'll drink here now, now, now and again. And um, which is funny because I actually, first week of, no, actually three or no, a month into drinking the teas and being healed up, I, my, my friends took me out to celebrate a little bit. Yeah. And I thought I was fine. I drank and then came home. I thought I was fine, but I woke up, threw up. And then the next morning I had an appointment with her and I told her, I'm like, I'm so sorry. I, I drank. I threw up. <laughs> I'm like, that's probably not good for, for, you know, while taking these teas. And she laughed and she's like, no, I'm so happy that you went out and you celebrated the wins because you don't get very many wins with TSW. Mm. She's like, that's so good for your mental health. I'm so happy that you did that. So uh, another thing to love her about, like another doctor would be like <laughs> wagging his finger at you. You shouldn't drink, you know? Yeah. Yeah, she's great like that. She's really super supportive of what we're going through in there and like the mental side as well. She, when like we talked about that, uh, when I interviewed her, she was, um, she has, she almost becomes like a psychologist without being a psychologist. Um, and she really gets to support three people through the journey, but she absolutely loves being their cheerleader as well um, at the end. So it, it is really awesome. Um, do you have any, like now that you've sort of gone through all these ups and downs and processes that you've gone through, um, do you have any recommendations for other people going through TSW? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the, the thing I would have to say is most helpful is time and then um, what you, you really need to hone in on your instincts and you need to find out what works best for you because you've had great success with carnivore diet. I have not. And I think everybody's body is different. Uh, we can't treat it as one, just like these doctors are with topical steroids. Uh, um, everyone's yeah. the same, topical steroids are done. No, uh, you re I think Western society has really suffocated our instincts and our intuition, and we don't listen to it. The, all they say is look at the science, look at the science, look at the science. Well, no, sometimes mm. it's what I feel, and you don't feel it, so you don't know. So I would say <laughs> time, I would say follow your instincts, your intuition. If say you tried celery, I'd say go for it. Try these different diets and what works best for you. Stick with it. If it, if it feels good and you you can tell you you're you're the first person who's going to know whether you feel good or not. Yeah. So uh, listen to your body. Try out the different things like celery juice or the different diets like we've tried, and uh, stick with the stuff that works best uh, for you. And um, time, and then also, you know. I'm a huge fan of traditional Chinese medicine now, so I have to say, <laughs> I, I mean, I have to plug Dr. Olivia, or if you find another traditional Chinese medicine doctor, go with them. But just be careful, because just like with doctors, you know, there's good doctors and bad doctors. There's people out there who are scam, who are scam artists as well. Uh, sell, they'll sell you snake oil and promise you good health, but that's just not always the case. And she's actually one of 121 uh, TCM doctors in the world who uh, specializes in dermatology. One out of okay. 121. That is, you know, minuscule. Not many. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the brilliant thing about her is um, she she's online. So you, no matter where you are in the world, you can see her. Um, so that is the that is the amazing thing about what she provides, and she's a specialist. So yeah, I, I, for me, it's always like yeah, go find yourself a doctor, but find someone who specializes in whatever you're going through whether it be skin or whether it be mental health or whatever having that person that is actually uh, someone who is a specialist 
uh, will be it'll it'll definitely give you a better better chance of uh, actually succeeding as well. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your sort of story with us and all of everything you've gone through and being so uh, open and honest with what everything as well. Um, it's been uh, so great to have you and I'm just so uh, excited to see that you, you're looking amazing and being able to uh, shower without coming out in paint. Yeah, thank you. But that's, I mean, that's probably the best, the best part about it. I, I appreciate it so much. <laughs> just this past weekend, I, I went into the ocean for the first time since all of oh. this, and I was, it was just an, an amazing experience. I was so grateful and thankful. Yeah, so thank you again, yeah. Jordan, for having me on, and thank you for letting me share my story and raising awareness, because you are a hero amongst us. I mean, you have so <laughs> much good content out there. You are teaching the world about topical steroid withdrawal, so I commend you for that. You're doing an awesome job. Thank you, no, it's, um, I, uh, I, for me, I can't say that I'm a hero. Um, I definitely have my heroes that are around me, like my my partner, uh, Dr. Olivia, and and all those other incredible people out there. But um, likewise, mate, you are doing incredible things for awareness too. Um, it's just, yeah, I'm getting comments on my on my social media, being like, check out Topical Roid Rage. It's great to talk about with these things. So um, yeah, I think uh, yeah, it's incredible what you're doing. So I really appreciate those kind words. It means a lot. Thanks, Jordan. Appreciate it. Pleasure. Ciao, see you soon. Well, that was uh, so good to hear from Chris after uh, Dr. Olivia as well. Um, it's incredible to hear from someone who in the TSW community who hasn't started from um, having eczema. Um, mm. He said he has had allergies, um, but he'd never had like eczema or anything like that and was completely introduced by... <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry. Uh, to the people Steady listening, <laughs> um, God, um, yeah, but it was just yeah, wild to hear from someone who didn't initially have yeah skin issues, and he's ended up with with eczema from topical steroids. Mm, mm, definitely, and I think the fact that he went, you know, he had that allergic reaction from using antihistamine, so to treat the allergic reaction from using antihistamine, so then use a steroid, which is another suppressant. <laughs> it's just it's so crazy to me, but I mean, you know, yeah. I, I literally can't even imagine how, because obviously we've grown up with eczema, so we kind of know mm. what having serious skin issues feels like, but for someone who's literally never experienced True. something like that and then just all of a sudden has to go through that is so scary. God, my Siri is now triggering for some reason. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's so true. We like over like our life, like for us especially because we've had it since we were a kid. Um, we it's sort of we've had twenty odd years of built up pain um, tolerance, mm. and whereas someone like Chris is sort of all of a sudden just copying it um, out of nowhere, it would be mm. quite a shock to the system, I imagine. Um, yeah, it, it'd be yeah, that'd be brutal. Uh, and I actually, the other day he, t he was talking about how he got to swim in the ocean and I just watched his, um, his video, um, of swimming in the ocean the other day. And I was nearly in tears, like watching that. Cause that for me is, it's what I am dreaming of. Like that's once I can go swim in the ocean, that's when I've healed. Like that's, mm. um, so excited. I got a beach literally 20 meters from my house that I just stare at all the time. I'm like, I want to swim. Oh, that's um, torture. but it, it, it is. Um, but he's, yeah, he's like, his video was really, 
if you guys want to have a look, jump on and, and um, it's really uh, heart-wrenching. It was, um, it was really great. Um, but And another thing that I thought was really interesting about how what he chatted about was um, how depression is... Uh, like a built-up anger um, and I just yeah I've been thinking about that over the last few days like whenever I've been frustrated at something I'm like okay should I try and let this out now or like it's kind of because you kind of you, you suppress it a lot I'm um, like I'm like should I just go crazy right now <laughs> just go find someone quiet and just scream that's something that's yeah. what I feel like doing for sure for sure definitely um, so yeah, what did you take out of, um, or should we start with, uh, Dr. Olivia and chat about her? Like, what did you, yeah. uh, really take out and find interesting from what Dr. Olivia had to say? Yeah, sure. So by the way, guys, if you're watching this, I have notes, I've made notes. So I'm going to look back and <laughs> forth probably a little bit, but I just, the main thing that I, that I kind of, uh, took from Dr. Olivia is the fact that she treats the problem rather than just solving the issue on a surface level so the fact that she you know almost heals you from the inside out you know using Mm. teas and your herbs and everything like that is so incredible to see that it's not you know with western medicine it's always just how you know how can we solve the problem quickly and you move on with your life and we don't have to see you again kind of thing and keeping people on (laughs) lifelong medication churning through you know each person so quickly whereas like Dr Olivia really takes the time to you know listen to everything that you've got to say and you know all of the different um kind of side effects that you're feeling and then she'll she'll cater to those different side effects and almost like create like a special herb different for everybody and I just think that's so incredible that you know Chinese medicine can do that and um, yeah so that was probably like the biggest takeaway for me um was that it's so tailored to each person, which is incredible. It's a way that medicine should be because like rather mm-hmm. giving everyone just a blanket thing is like steroids. It's it, how can we say that everyone is the exact same? We should all use this one drug um, to, mm-hmm. to try and fix it. It just that the way that humans are, that just doesn't make any sense at all based on everything we say we grow up all our lives everyone telling us oh everyone's different we're all individual and then we go to a doctor and we all use the exact same medicine like it just (laughs) it doesn't make sense how how can we look so different on the outside and be made up so chemically especially like women and men even just that like we are so different chemically we are completely Mm. different as humans but yet we're using the same medicines to treat this these illnesses which everybody and especially with uh, tsw with topical steroid withdrawal the symptoms are so different for everyone and one symptom that yeah. you have i might not have so how can we treat it the same it's it's yeah impossible um, definitely and the fact the fact that steroid and something that i find really interesting is the fact that steroids are used to treat so many different illnesses that have so many different side effects yeah and it's just that one blanket steroid that's used for everybody and that's also just a bit crazy to me but i know it's wild yeah it's like mm-hmm. when i had my my skin that was really damp um like it'd be crazy to use the exact same medicine on the damp skin that i do when on my like on my skin that's that's looking good like yeah if i was to continue to um using the um the herbs that were designed to try and get rid of the dampness then my the rest of my body wouldn't be able to um once that had cleared my body wouldn't be able to start um 
becoming more moist. And so mm. it, well, the way that it's designed is it's designed to dry out those areas so it can heal. And then once it's like dried out, then you can, you can use Chinese medicine to, um, make your skin more moist again. And, and mm. also other things like she's helping with sleep. I've actually, um, with the tea that I've been having lately, I've been able to start sleeping like a normal person again, which has just been amazing. <laughs> like That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't believe I mean, it. Like she's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put some things in to help you sleep. And it's like life changing, honestly. Oh, I'm so jealous, honestly. And I, I think about now, like even though, so obviously I'm, I would say like probably 70% healed at this point. <clears throat> yeah. And I just wonder like how much quicker would I have healed if I decided to go through like Chinese medicine and like obviously you know I I my sleep was like the work the worst part about the whole situation yeah like, the whole of topical steroid withdrawal and the fact that she's able to help you with that is just absolutely incredible and it just shows that it does work and like I think a lot of people are so skeptical but I guess one of one of my other major takeaways was how often does western medicine not work for people it's it's like a yeah. normal thing like you'll you'll try something and it won't work for you but it'll work for somebody else and it, i feel like people need to take that approach with chinese medicine and say okay well it might not work for you but it could work for somebody else and it's exactly the same as western medicine but it's given such a bad rep because it might not work for one person but it's just the same yeah as it's western medicine it just doesn't make sense like oh well it's not scientific oh that's bullshit like it's yeah. it's been a science like people have been working the same way they do to create like to understand like science for mm. thousands of years with chinese medicine science is just trial and error like i don't yeah. know correct me if i'm wrong but they just try a bunch of shit and see if it works and then <laughs> yeah. if it doesn't then they try something else like isn't that yeah. the same as what i like yeah. chinese medicine has done mm -hmm. it just by dumbed down to a basic form um mm. and yeah it just like uh, it's confusing because we will go and like we'll try a steroid and then the steroid doesn't work so we try a stronger steroid and the stronger steroid mm. doesn't work but we'll just keep doing it whereas we mm. look at chinese medicine being like oh that's that's not science that's not it's yeah. it's like unlikely it's going to work where we won't even bother trying it whereas it's highly unlikely that our, our drugs that we're using aren't going to work mm -hmm. as well. Um, yeah, so, exactly. yeah, that's a really good takeaway. And I think, you know, even with um, sort of in the UK, I, I, I so wish that it would, you could get Chinese, like at least try Chinese medicine on the NHS because, you know, we're, yeah. we can use, um, the NHS can fund things like Dupixin, which is, in, yeah. Okay, this is a controversial opinion, and if you're using Dupixent, please skip ahead because I don't need the hate, all right? But um, <laughs> <laughs> but with things like Dupixent, in my opinion, that's just another dependency on a different drug. And But yet they yeah. can fund that, but they can't fund something that's going to find the root of the problem and could potentially yeah. be life-changing for some people. And that, you know, I wish that they would open up, you know, the NHS to things like, you know, alter Definitely. alternative healing methods, but... Yeah, yeah, Maybe it's, they will one it's crazy. Day. It's crazy mm. that Dupixent, which is just another drug that's suppressing our immune system, um, mm. is going <laughs> is on there. But we we something that could actually fix a problem forever um, mm. is, and we won't have to rely on on it is not on there. Um, so yeah. it's just yeah, like I mean, there's we could go on a whole topic on that and start talking about the yeah. things like it doesn't make any money if if we get healed and all that kind of stuff. Like there's 
that's that's a topic for another day that we could probably go real deep into yeah i feel Um, like we need like a like a conspiracies episode where it's like yes (laughs) yeah deep diving into all of that kind of stuff but no i was it's just you know you know with western medicine like with doctor i think she said it in the interview about how um with chinese medicine and you were saying you know you can target the dampness and then treat the dampness and then treat the dryness um so you can you can really treat specific problems that uh, with different medicines whereas with the western medicine you with the steroids that is one drug that treats everything it targets everything so any of the kind of uh, good um like with antibiotics any of the good um what's the word that i'm looking for bacteria any of the good bacteria gets kicked out with all the with all the bad bacteria too whereas with chinese yeah. medicine you can just target the bad bacteria etc 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 it's the same with all yeah. different types and i just found that so interesting it's something that i'd never thought of before is the fact that obviously with the steroids it's suppressing all of your cortisol whereas with the chinese medicine it's not doing that and i just think it's so interesting and why did i never it think is. of that before i should <laughs> open my eyes <laughs> <laughs> it is it it's um it is brilliant to be able to yeah really customize it um to based on what's going on and it's so many different things that she looks at like she looks at your tongue and like tries to understand your sleep and your lifestyle and all these different things to just try and understand what is going on with your body because all yeah. those like random little questions that she asks end up giving her an answer as to mm. what what uh, formula to create um mm. which is yeah really really incredible Definitely. And I think um, when you were kind of doing like the fan questions, um, I made a couple yeah. of notes on that too, because I just, I love the way that she makes topical steroid withdrawal seems like a personality, like a whole entity in itself that's separate mm-hmm. from you. Like it's, it's like this thing that has like come and attacks you almost and she treats it like a, like a, like a thing. <laughs> I don't know. Like she, really <laughs> yeah. kind of like, she really like personalizes it. And I love that so much. And I think yeah. she's, the fact, you know, that she's saying that she's providing, you know, mental support for people going through TSW, even though she's not a psychologist, is just incredible. The fact that people feel they can trust her so much to even open up to mm-hmm. her about, you know, the mental side of things, I think is incredible. I think she's just such a great woman. I would just yeah. aspire to be like her. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah, the mental side has been, um, has been great because you can... I, I guess you start to feel comfortable with someone once you start telling them about all of your issues. So you're, you're being really vulnerable um, and then you're able to sort of chat about, um, it's quite easy to chat to her about your sort of mental issues and that kind of stuff going on as well. Um, and she's so understanding and um, super uh like just i don't know the right word is comforting but like she just um she just makes you feel comfortable with like what's with like talking about what's going on and as she said like she hears all the bad parts but then she is like a mega cheerleader as well when um when you when things start going well as well so she she gets to really she goes on all in on that journey with you and Mm. Um, yeah, quite a few times I've gone well over time just chatting to her about, <laughs> about everything. Um, so yeah, she's, she's wonderful to chat to. And then, yeah. um, yeah, did you have anything else that you really wanted to sort of chat about from Dr. Olivia? No, I just think just to go on a little bit more on the whole like empathy side of things, it's just nice to see a doctor who actually cares. Yeah. When, when you go to the doctor at like your, your regular GP, they just go, here's some more steroids, like, 
I hope you don't have suicidal thoughts whilst you're using them, like or like you know, just all of yeah. this. They don't care. They don't care. They just there to give you the steroids. Do you know no. what I mean? And here's this, here's a nine month yeah. waiting list for some therapy, which you'll probably be healed by the time you even get there. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's insane. But that's yeah, kind of yeah. my final take on that. <laughs> <laughs> and and just on that, there are definitely are doctors out there that are super empathetic, and they oh yeah, they are like yeah. Um, but it just if you go to your uh, like in general, like it, you do get that feeling where you're in there and out, and it's a doctor that doesn't really understand what's going on or doesn't mm-hmm. hasn't uh, seen you before and that kind of thing. They're not really mm-hmm. going in depth to really understand you. Um, Whereas from day dot, Dr. Olivia straight away was really wanting to understand who I was, yeah. Um, yeah, which is I a just, big difference. Yeah, and I just want to say, obviously, you know, I do appreciate doctors have... The reason it's like that is because they have very little time to treat people. It's not yes. it's like it's not their fault personally. It's just the whole system. It's not, you know, it's yeah. not a particular doctor. It's just they only have like five minutes for an appointment. So you can understand they wouldn't be able to go in depth about your psychology no. and stuff like that. So, yeah, just pressing. I'm not hating on doctors. <laughs> just, it's just the system. <laughs> the systems, yeah. It hasn't yeah. been set up to really treat these things properly. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, to hear from Chris as well, uh, how did you find that? Like, obviously, you listened to Dr. Olivia first and then mm. um, heard from someone who actually went through the issues um, mm. and went through um, working with her. Um, how did you sort of find uh, yeah, what Chris had to say? I, do you know what? I just, I was so, it was almost like, I felt so happy that you guys like got to speak to each other because I bet it was so nice to be able to like have someone else who's gone through the the same process of Dr. Olivia I was like listening to her and I was like ah but um I think um (laughs) one of the like main takeaways I had with with Chris was um the the diets like I so I've gone Mm. through TSW and I mean, I've said it. I said it when we did our episode. I've just been raw dogging it the whole time. Like I had no plan. I just kind of was like, oh, I'm just gonna, just gonna see how this goes. Um, and I never changed yeah. my. I never changed my diet. It wasn't something that I ever. Uh, Which is awesome. Doing yeah, I think very much like. I always feel like you're gonna heal, kind of no matter what you do. Most people do heal no matter what they do. Like I, I feel like what mm-hmm. you kind of the kind of nutrients that reach your gut is a very small part of of TSW so it's I've just never touched it but um hearing about him doing like the blood type diet and you know doing all the celery juice and everything like that and how yeah all the crazy things that you do to try and heal yourself it's just crazy and like obviously he's had good results with it but yeah that was like super interesting for me to listen to yeah it's um and it's one of the first places that a lot of people go and get suggestions of um, when they uh, start talking about what they're going through with someone, um, people will automatically start to um, say, oh, why don't you try this diet? Why don't you try that diet? And mm. it's, it's a common area to go straight away. But I think it's so great to hear from you that you are healing without doing it um, as well. And just you're sort of like proof in the pudding, I guess, that um, it's TSW is not necessarily it's a whole nother thing it's not necessarily related to your internals and your gut and all that mm. kind of stuff that's that's um going on it's this super suppression that we put in our bodies over years and years um that needs to sort of come out and heal um naturally as as the body would so I think it's yeah it's great to hear from 
you having not done those diets, but it is crazy what we will do um, to yeah. try and, uh, yeah, like drinking celery every single day, like heaps and heaps of celery mm. is like what Chris did. And he said it, it helped for a bit, which is amazing. Um, I've had a million comments on on socials saying, try medical medium, try medical medium. Oh, me and medical medium. <laughs> I've never met the guy and I'm sure he's great, but I could honestly, uh, I can't. I've had to, I've actually blocked the words medical and medium off my TikTok comments. My oh, Instagram have you? Comments. Yeah, I can't do it. I can't listen to it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. But no, I'm sure, and it, I'm sure it does work for some people, but I do think with TSW, because yep. it's it's a drug withdrawal. You can't heal it's a different. drug withdrawal. Like you can't. Like yeah. You just have to go through it. You know, that's like saying to like to someone, you know, with who was a heroin addict, have you tried heroin? You can't. Like you got. When people comment saying, "Have you tried steroids?" and I'm like, "Have you not watched a single one of my videos?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, sorry, we're going off topic. But yeah, um, I guess that's like I haven't thought about that. If we on the TSW on the topical steroids, when someone comments, "Oh, you should try to pick scent," like if you're on heroin, I'm like, "Oh, you should try cocaine instead." Like it's, <laughs> it's just, what? oh, it's it's you not as bad for you, um, cocaine. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Yeah, not. Oh, lost an airpod. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. very much. That's exactly when I said, "Have you tried heroin?" Yeah, have you tried cocaine? Literally, it's it's the same. Like you would never tell a drug addict to go and try a different drug to suppress it. It just seems yeah. really stupid. But there you go. That's yeah. just how it but, is. And, but and just on those sort of diets and things, I think they can potentially help for eczema if you haven't got TSW. Like they're mm. those kind of things. I think they can yes. potentially help those. Um, but if you've got TSW, it's very unlikely you're going to see any crazy differences. Like I've, I'm, I've tried carnivore and I'm sort of doing a form of carnivore diet now. Um, mm. And that has helped. Not, it's, I feel like it maybe has helped with my skin, but I, honestly, I, I doubt it. What it has mm. helped me with, though, is my overall energy um, to get through TSW. Like I was a much, I'm able to get through each day much better now that I tried that. So that's where it has helped me. But on the skin side of things, yeah, maybe, um, maybe it's helped. But I, I also, I'm not putting it down to my sort of recovery that I'm having. I'm not putting it down to that because I think it's more the natural progression and then mm-hmm. it being helped to speed along from from things like the the Chinese medicine to, to fix certain areas that um, that I'm having issues with as I'm going through my recovery process. Mm-hmm. Um, no, so yeah, absolutely. it's yeah the the diets were sort of wild to hear from. And I, I first time I went through TSW, I tried every goddamn different diet, like a low histamine mm-hmm. diet. A, mm-hmm. um, I tried one called the Eczema Diet from uh, Karen Fisher. It's a book. Yes. Um, and I, so I tried that, which was like a low salicylates, salicylates diet. Um, so there, it is a natural, natural thing to go down, but it's not, not necessarily going to help too much. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, just going back to Chris, um, something else yeah. that I wanted to kind of, um, touch on was his shower experience because, Oh my I have God. never seen anything like it. I, I've been really lucky in that I only had pain in the shower for maybe three or four months, but it's, yeah. he described it so well in that it feels like you're being showered by acid because mm. 
the feeling of and I don't know I've never experienced like you know if you have like a little cut or something and you go in the sea and it really stings it kind of feels yeah. like you're bathing yourself in seawater but you're not it's just regular mm. water and I'd love to know why TSW feels so painful with just regular water but his reaction when he came out of the shower the, the redness the rawness oh, I couldn't believe so it so painful so painful yeah and it I looked like he'd put it on like full heat. Like I don't think he had it, but it looked like he had just stood under there with no cold water, just full hot water, and it was all just like yeah. bright red blotches. Mm. I, it was unbelievable. I can't honestly, and I think you know it just shows that TSW does genuinely affect every single part of your life. Like you cannot do any part mm. of your regular routine the same. You dread. You dread waking up because there's flakes in your bed. You dread getting out of bed because it hurts. You dread your morning stretch because you snap a bit of skin whilst you're putting your arm up in the air. You dread having a shower. You dread eating. Like, it's just impossible. Like, how are you ever supposed to function as a regular human being? And I think, yeah, I just like the way that he described that. And, you know, and it's great to see that now he doesn't experience that pain anymore. And it does just show that you do, it does get better. But, yeah, it's impossibly hard it is yeah and you're right it does affect every part of your life like i i still hate i hate showering like i still will only oh i'll do i'll do it every few days like i'll go like yesterday i went for a long bike ride i was out on the bike for like six or seven hours and Mm -hmm. i decided i came home and i was like i don't want to shower and so yeah. I, I preferred to get some baby wipes and clean the stinky parts. <laughs> and yeah. um, I was like, I just, I don't want to do it because it, it is yeah. so like, I get like getting in is all right, but mm. getting out, it is excruciating. Like the, for me, the drying, um, mm. whereas Chris, he's so unlucky. And it is, it is um, I don't know if it's necessarily super common, but it mm. is like it does happen to a lot of people that I have spoken to is like the whole time he's getting in the shower and getting out of the shower. He's just going through immense pain. Um, I don't know if you ever had, had it like when I first through, went through TSW years ago, Mm I, um, I got in a bath and it was the first time that I tried, I tried to have a bath and my entire body was like all the nerve endings just went, like wild i had this crazy pain and i just couldn't couldn't handle it and i Mm -hmm. looked it up after and it was like quite common for people with tsw if they once they're submerged in water for their bodies just to freak out yeah Um, yeah like did you have that at all yeah i think i had it a couple the first couple baths i had i had that just awful god awful pain and then i think it just subsided maybe like a, maybe like a month in or something because I started I, did, I was like nope the bath's aren't for me I was like I'm not doing it that was really painful yeah. <laughs> not doing it again and then I about a month in I, I was desperate and I was like okay I'm gonna try the baths again yep. and for some reason it just it didn't feel that painful anymore mm. so but then yeah moving from bath to showers I had the same thing and it's similar to Chris it literally felt like I was showering in acid and I would I just remember getting in I would wow. stand underneath the shower and I'd just go like this and I'd be like, <laughs> like just that horrible, like taking yeah. your entire body pain and it would feel sick. And then um, once that initial pain was out of the way, it would be fine. Like it was just the initial like stinging. And then once that was all kind of, I was completely covered in wet, it was fine. So I can see like yeah. how it's really painful. But for Chris, it just seems to be like, that was just the hardest part for him. And I just, yeah, it's not, not pleasant when you feel dirty and you can't wash yourself. 
No, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of gross. Yeah, um, but it's just part part of the process. I mean, I had a I'm, I washed my hair today, and I just had a mm-hmm. moment of of I'm gonna. I normally wash my hair upside down so that the shampoo and conditioner and stuff doesn't get in my body. And I was like, I'm just gonna yeah. see how it goes. Gonna have a shower, like regularly wash my hair. Normally, I got in and there was no pain. And I, like, the oh, incredible! Didn't sting me. And I put my shower. I can see like the degrees on my shower. Like when I turn it on. Yeah. I put it. I normally have it on 36, which is like basically cold. Like it's just not even a little bit warm. It's just cold. And then I yeah. turned it up to to 42, and it was like nice and hot. Ooh. And I was like, Ooh, girl. <laughs> I feel clean. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so nice to be able to have that little bit of extra warmth. Um, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was lovely. But then, to be fair, I am suffering now. Like you can, I feel like you can kind of see like the redness is all there. That was definitely oh, yeah, a little hot bit. shower. But yeah, I don't care. It was good. It's more comfortable. It's comfortable. Yeah. You got through it. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how like because I prefer to bath as well. Like it's just. Mm it's um it's much easier um and i'm much happier like having a bath than having a shower Mm. it's it's funny how like they're similar things but just a shower is just so much more uh painful and i don't know what that is um I don't know. Yeah, the baths, the baths are, have always been better for me as well. But yeah, I've not. I don't have a bath in my new hat. Oh, sorry, I'm swinging this the headphone in the camera. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have a bath at my new house. So I've just had to get used to showers, and now I'm fine with it. But yeah, the baths are definitely much nicer for the skin. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's crazy, um, mm. but yeah, I think that um, that was yeah really great to hear from both uh, Dr. Livia and and Chris and hear everything that they had to say. Um, yeah, was there anything else that you wanted to go over with uh, with Chris as well? I don't think so. Just absolutely great guy. What a G. Love him. Absolutely. Yeah, I know, and yeah. I'm so happy for him. Like that yeah. he been out here. Like yeah, because it was looking scary at sort of sixteen months. Like the the mm. skin looked like me and that to start with um and yeah he was able to sort of heal super quickly um but it was an 18 month period like 18 months of going through tsw before he he got there so it is a yeah he had that crazy turnaround Mm -hmm. but it was took it took forever to get there still um and but it's, it's it, I guess it's sorry to interrupt that just quickly it's right. such a similar I had such a similar experience as well in that I was going through the thick of it like the worst awful TSW symptoms right up until like 10 and a half months and all of a sudden in two weeks it just cleared up like and it's so bizarre the fact that you go from yeah. like, absolutely horrific withdrawal to all of a sudden like you just see progress so quickly so I guess it's just like for anybody going through it and they feel like they're in the thick of it it's never going to end it, you you can see that all of a sudden it can turn around so quickly and that you will get better. It's just, you've got to keep pushing and you'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. The resilience is, is key. Um, Mm -hmm. it is, that's a mega, um, that's a really, really hard part to keep pushing and, and keep getting through. So, uh, yeah, we do want to try and find someone to chat to about resilience because I think that'll be, Mm -hmm. um, I, I just want to hear from him like, because I feel yeah. like I'm only sort of halfway through. So I definitely need some help with resilience. And I think that would be really incredible to um, get some tips and some guidance for, for, for everyone out there as well. Yes, definitely. For sure. Um, but yeah, I think that that was great. Um, so yeah, thank you uh, for giving us all of your uh, insights um, on that. Uh, I think it was yeah really awesome to... Um, 
yeah, just yeah, hear from both of those guys and, and from your perspective of someone who didn't do Chinese medicine, um, sort of what, uh, what you got out of it as well. Yeah, no, it was great. Thank you so much. Pleasure. So we'll uh, look forward to chatting to you in a couple of weeks. Uh, I think the next episode we have coming up is um, with uh, Martin Reed, who is our um, who is a sleep expert. Uh, so he's an insomnia coach, and and um, so I think that is going to be really awesome for a lot of people out there. I can't wait for this one. I am so excited. I can't <laughs> wait to hear. I can't wait. So yeah, I'm so excited, and yeah. We'll chat to you soon. Ciao. Chat to you soon. Bye. Thank you for engaging in this episode of the Alt Health Podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give us a rating and follow us for notifications when we drop new episodes. This podcast is brought to you by Control Skin. Let's challenge health and gain freedom. Co-hosted and co-produced by E. Swords and myself, Jordan Hendy. Social media is by Kara Stapley and Jordan Hendy. And the audio and video was edited by Jordan Handy. Intro and outro music is Sneakers by Aves. If you are listening to the audio version of this episode, you are able to watch the video on YouTube and Spotify. Thanks again. Have a wonderful day and happy healing. <laughs>